Welcome to the Beyond Sugar Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Dame, holistic nutrition coach and speaker. Together, we'll be diving into much more than just another conversation around sugar addiction and nutrition. But more importantly, I'll be guiding you through the inner work and spiritual healing that lies at the root of your unhealthy habits with food. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very special episode here. As you perhaps can see, the most special episode, the most special. I kind of, I kind of catching myself saying that at the start of every episode. <laughs> we have the best guest today. One of those. I'm, I'm one of those. I'm not getting away with it anymore if I say that every episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is a unique episode um, because we are being joined for the very first time. I'm being joined for the very first time with my partner slash husband slash <laughs> love of my life, Ben is here joining us. So this man, if you're watching on YouTube, this other voice you hear, this man right here hello, is the man that's been in my life for four, 14 years now. Are we 15 years? 14. Somewhere, We're already losing track. It's there. a lot of years, right? Yeah. 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 And we've been through a lot together. And this piece that we're going to share with all of you today really authentically and vulnerably um, is something that is so special and important to both of us that it felt like about time to have you on the podcast mm. and it felt right that this was the topic we're going to talk about. And, um, yeah, thank, thanks for being here. Thank you for saying yes. Yeah. Happy, happy to be here. I'm excited. Yeah. 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 We're so today we're just gonna have a conversation with all of you, um, and really just see what comes up. We've done minimal prep. Well, that's, that's a lie. I've taken notes. <laughs> I've taken notes. I've done minimal prep. <laughs> I can't not. I can't not do a little bit That's of an good. outline and kind of mentally ground myself. But we are both allowing in um, our our intuition here and the medicine and all of the energies that just, yeah, whatever needs to be said. So we're looking forward to seeing kind of what comes out and um, and yeah, what, what we both end up kind of diving into today. But essentially you know, the, the reason or the goal for this episode is to share a deeper dive, you know, last week or earlier on the podcast, you know, I had, um, our medicine guide and support, uh, Deanna in on the show to kind of open up this topic and conversation around psychedelic, uh, therapies and, and medicines. And what I wanted to do with you, you know, is to really just get, get dirty into our stories and into our personal experiences, because this has been years now that we both have been using um, various medicines for our own personal healing and growth. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to share a little bit behind the scenes of, of each of those with, with each of you today. So yeah. How does it sound? Sounds yeah. great. Yeah. So my intention with that is really just um, continuing this conversation for any of you who are listening to this, that, are feeling stuck and disconnected and struggling, whether it's with your relationship with food or just, I mean, yourself, right? Your relationship with yourself um, and your traumas and just disconnection from life. This is a powerful tool. And, you know, I want to continue leading by example and being really vulnerable and being authentic and showing, you know, parts of myself that are scary to be seen and witnessed. And that is part of this path that I've chosen and my purpose here is to, to share those pieces and the tools that I'm using in my own healing. So this is really my intention today is just to, to open up vulnerably and plant those seeds for anyone who's feeling the call to explore this path of work. Mm -hmm. 
What are what are your intentions here? Yeah, my intentions are just to share just share a bit of my experience and hope that it might spark something in someone who's curious and wants to dive in more. And I love I love exploring <laughs> my past traumas and digging into my blocks and I've just had so many it's really changed me doing the work and being able to work with psychedelics and I, for the people that are ready, I just really want them to, to be able to experience that if the time is right. And, and maybe hearing this will help spark something or feed some curiosities. And it's all about just putting it out there into the universe. So yeah, yeah. Hopefully it finds the right ears. Yeah. Well, we trust that if you're listening to this, um, you're meant to for a reason, um, and you're, you're not going to hear many people who will sit here and say, I love exploring my traumas. <laughs> you just said, right? Like, I love going into my traumas. It feels good to feel pain. Um, but I think we both kind of feel that way a little bit, you know, in our, I don't know, it's a, maybe a healthy obsession or something, a passion, right? Of, of being really ready to go in and uncover and go through the hard stuff so that we can ultimately live more free and peaceful and happy lives. Right? And, and mm. obviously our health ties into that too, right? And how we treat ourselves. So <clears throat> it kind of, we kind of do love going into our traumas, I guess, like you said. Um, yeah. It's like in the, in the moment, it's not, it can fun. be very uncomfortable. It's not always just joyous and, and happy. It's for me, what comes after that and reliefs, releasing those blocks. And as you say, feeling more free and more me, that's what really pulls me into it. So yeah. it's kind of going through the discomfort to, to feel a lot more in my body and, and Ben really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's been a huge gift for me and our relationship for both of us. Like just watching you even in the last like year or two, just really come into like, who is Ben mm -hmm. and honoring Ben, putting the perfectionism aside, putting all the shit aside and just like owning yourself. Um, it's been scary for my ego. We've talked about that, right? My ego's like, don't change. Why are you changing? Yeah. Who is this? <laughs> Who is this man now? What? You can't change after 13 years. Mm -hmm. um, and I was very aware of that because of the work that I've been doing. But it's been yeah, really beautiful to watch and, and to be on that path together with you. And we're going to talk about that. I and mean, Ben and I have done a few of these sessions together. Um, together, but separate. Like we're in our mm -hmm. own process, but we're there together, um, kind of experiencing it and weaving um, together. Yeah. Uh, so I actually thought it would be kind of fun to mention that we are both currently microdosing we are. Um, this morning. And this is something that I, we didn't actually get to talk a couple episodes ago with Deanna about microdosing. Um, and this is probably maybe a conversation for another day, but it's something that um, we both uh, do now and then. So microdosing, for those who don't know, are essentially taking micro doses, so really, really small amounts of um, various medicines. You can microdose like LSD and peyote and mushrooms. So we microdose mushroom. I actually have my homemade microdose um, capsules here. So I just capsulate it um, and we will do a, a various schedule sometimes. So we do a couple days on, a couple days off. There's a couple different schedules and ways that you microdose because you don't want to do it every day to build up a tolerance. But um, I do it um, to help help keep me grounded, help me connect with the, the medicine of the mushroom. And it always um, really helps me feel, like I said, more grounded and more calm and less in my head and kind of uh, um, 
like a basket case. That's what's coming to me. Sometimes I'm feeling like a basket case or if I'm feeling really sad and I'm going through things. And I think this is, um, you're, you're going to start seeing more and more research around like depression and anxiety being treated with microdosing. Um, so when I'm having a low, low, you know, and it's dark and cold here and I'm going through a lot the last few months. So I've started up microdosing again and, uh, feels good. So we have the, 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 um, magic medicine mushroom. is flowing today. It's flowing here today. It's been a while since I've actually microdosed. I yeah. haven't really kept to uh, any sort of schedule or routine much, yeah. but yeah, I can feel, I can actually feel the very light, okay. like tinglies in, in my head. Yeah. You always get when, with mushroom yeah. or with any medicine, you get like the little tinglies in your forehead. Hey? Yeah, I think some sort of portals opening. Yeah. I'm sure of it. <laughs> That's what we say. Usually it's, yeah, usually with mushrooms, I notice, and especially with, uh, with, I think it's more noticeable in a, in like a micro dose because it's so mild yet. It's just feels a little bit different in my head than normal. Yeah. Whereas yeah. It, with like a max dose, <laughs> yeah, I would just maybe drop totally, in. yeah, totally drop your in. whole body tingles. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the full body tingle, not just the forehead. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought uh, maybe as we start off could be great to just share with everybody what specific medicines we've each ex personally experienced because obviously there's, mm -hmm. there's so many, and we kind of talked about some of those, um, on the last episode. Um, and we don't have experience with a lot of them, but we do have experience with some, and those will be the only ones that obviously we can speak personally to today. So mm -hmm. you want to start what, 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 um, what psychedelics and plant medicines have you experienced? Yeah. So my, my whole psychedelic journey, I suppose, started with ayahuasca when we were traveling, how many years ago was that? I, yeah, like I was trying to figure that out. Or... Six, probably five or six by now. Six for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when we were living on that farm and we were invited for a new year's celebration yeah. with like the local yeah. tribe. Before we get into that, we just share the list of what you have experienced yes. with. That was kind of what I had in my mind. Yeah. Sounds, <laughs> and sounds, then we'll get into storytelling because I want to hear more about so, it. So ayahuasca. Yeah. Then psilocybin. So mushrooms. Yeah. MDMA. 3MMC and peyote. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then for me, um, my experience is, yeah, with, with magic mushrooms, MDMA and peyote. I think it's just the three. Um, and actually at the time of airing this exact episode, I will have just done my first 3MMC session. Um, and we could talk about that later. Maybe this week that this is airing, um, Ben is going to hold space for me. Mm -hmm. It's going to be like practice for you and a new experience for me. Um, so at the time of this, that will hopefully be in my wheelhouse too. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. 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 Me too. Um, so yeah, let's go back maybe. And, and you are already kind of doing that. So I'm sorry, I cut you off, but I wanted to kind of give everybody an idea of like what, what some of the medicines are that we're going to be able to talk about today. Mm -hmm. Um, but I would love to hear, yeah, let's, let's go back to that ayahuasca. Like that was kind of where it all started um, for both of us, even though I didn't take the medicine at that time, um, you did. And that was really the start of our awareness of this mm -hmm. work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As I was saying, we were living on that farm and we were invited by the local tribe to their new year's celebration. And it felt, I, looking back, I can see I very much wasn't ready or in the space to, to do, to do that medicine. It was more like when in Rome, like everyone else is doing it here. This feels very authentic. I didn't go seeking this out. And so it just kind of felt like 
now like I should do this. <laughs> and so that was an interesting, that's the only time that I've done ayahuasca. And I always remember journaling afterwards. And I just remember saying, I will never do this medicine <laughs> again. Because I just recall vomiting for like four hours straight. Just like violent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> violent puking. Yeah. And not I to scare anyone away. Yeah, not to scare anyone away. That's, it could definitely be said that that's what my body needed at that time. I had a lot of purging to do. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. And so... My experience with ayahuasca, that really was my experience. It was very, a very mild like hallucination to start with. Mm -hmm. And then I just went into vomiting so quickly. And that was just my, my whole experience. Yeah. 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 And I remember, you know, I played a lot in that, like affecting your energy. Yeah. You were very worried. I was in a space where I was like very scared. I was panicked. I, in my own, like in my own journey, like letting go of control and playing around with mind altering substances is like a no go. That's a scary zone. There was mm -hmm. a lot of fear for me, a lot of like absolutely not wanting to let go of control in my body and then not trusting Ben to have his own experience. So I was afraid for your life, yeah. right? I was, okay, Ben's going to take this medicine. We're in the middle of this jungle with these, these shamans and these tribes people. And like, this is how white people die in the, in the jungle, right? Like taking these randoms. So my mind went to all of those like scary spaces and I was so, so it was a no for me in do in participating in the ceremony. And then, you know, um, I, I passed that energy on to you, right? Like you very much as an empath, right? Picked up on all my fears and all of my like anxious energy, um, around sure. doing that. Yeah. And I had, I had my own with it because mm -hmm. it was all unknown to me and I share yeah, many of those, those feelings as well. Yeah. My own fears. And then I do remember you sitting next to me kind of checking in like, Hey, are you feeling it right now? And so, yeah, it's kind of had a foot in one foot in the boat, one foot out. And yeah. I think that just, yeah. And then you were worried about me worrying about you. It was a whole yeah. mess. Right? I'm worrying about <laughs> my own giving up control. And so that's what I got. It was, yeah. it was a mess. My mindset was a mess. And I think my body was trying to clear, <laughs> clear a lot of that. Yeah. So. Yeah. The whole set and setting is a real thing. Right. Um, mm -hmm. and not to throw anyone out, off of ayahuasca. It's something that I still would really love to, to do and experience. It's one of the, one of the next things on my list. Um, because it, it is really powerful. Um, it, it is really, really powerful medicine. Mm -hmm. I remember, um, I forget his name. There was the, the man that was staying with us and I was checking on you, I think while you were purging mm -hmm. and he was like, he just told me to back off <laughs> kindly. He was like, leave him alone. Yeah. He needs to be in his, his medicine. That was probably the best, best thing I could have done was just let you be and stop fretting. I was fretting, yeah. right? So like over Ben and I just went and hung out with the, the other group of people that, uh, weren't, weren't doing the medicine. So, yeah. And with thinking back, like now as time has passed, I would certainly be open to doing ayahuasca again. <laughs> I don't know if the memory just fades enough that I'm like, Oh, but well, you're also in a different space. Absolutely. Like you have a different yeah. understanding and a different, like you would go in with a way different intention. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, as you say, yeah, I was in a totally, totally different space. And, it, and many people that were there that night had just for, for listeners that might hear this, you know, there's always stories that there's always scary stories. I feel like there's always a scary story around different psychedelics and yeah. that's what can put, turn people off. And in this, that was probably my worst, that was my worst experience on psychedelics to date. 
and it really wasn't it sucked and it and it wasn't that bad and it wasn't like everyone was going through this as well like everyone lots all different people had different beautiful experiences yeah. and that's just really speaks to set and setting yeah. and where i was at and it wasn't like um, i think it's easy when in the past like i've heard stories like this and then it's easy to paint everything with one brush of oh, oh there's another story of someone going down to guatemala and for a medicine journey and almost dying or something and right. not that that not that this happened at all to me yeah. um but i just want to point that out yeah it was very much just where i was at yeah what do you what do you think was that made it not enjoyable like what what do you think was the biggest factor for you that was not ideal well it it was just the it was a very physiological like i can't puke anymore and my body just can, wants to keep puking and that was actually in some way painful mm -hmm. and uncomfortable yeah. and just like what like what i'm not really am i feeling this like what's going on yeah. is so that it was an actual like physical the, discomfort. yeah a physical discomfort yeah mm -hmm. yeah i i feel like i feel like it happened so it started happening so quickly that i was purging that i didn't even get to I didn't get to drop in at all and actually experience. You didn't get to enjoy being high. I didn't first. get to enjoy the <laughs> right? medicine. I guess some would say that was, you know, that was, that was the medicine. Yeah. So that's what I was supposed to get. Yeah. 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 And what an interesting, you know, now that we're in this space, this is, this is welcome. Welcome to our living room. Right. Um, like, because this is a, a fear that I notice coming up around ayahuasca is this fear of being uncomfortable in my body. Mm. The fear of like, you know, having, you know, puking or having to go to the bathroom, which are very big things that happen with yeah. ayahuasca, right? As it purges the dark energies and the negative energies from your body. Mm -hmm. um, that's a fear of mine. Like just being in that physical discomfort um, is a resistance that I have. And I wonder how many of us live life you know, just not doing anything difficult, right? Or not pushing our bodies or not doing things because it feels uncomfortable, right? So it's our relationship with pain, right? And our relationship with discomfort. Um, mm -hmm. We've gotten a little soft, I think, in our society, have, right? Yeah. <laughs> For sure, right? Yeah. And, and that's the beauty of having a range of different psychedelics is there's yeah. ones that are more mild. Yeah. Because I feel like, in my experience, for sure, ayahuasca has been one of the more physically aggressive yeah yeah i don't i don't i don't think it's i think there's better places to start for people for sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um i want to say too this is just coming up too to remind everybody like as we're talking um we're not like we're not giving medical advice we're just sharing our own personal stories and this is not for everyone yeah right this is this is the topic that we both and we kind of covered that a lot if you haven't listened to the last episode with deanna please do that is we covered a lot about the responsibility of doing this work. Um, this isn't for everyone. And there are a lot of ways that you can get hurt doing this. And there are unfortunately a lot of centers or people or fake shamans or, or just unsupportive environments. And I feel grateful that this first experience that you had, like, I, I don't know what your experience was, but I, I remember it feeling very supportive and mm -hmm. and authentic. yeah it was very authentic you know it wasn't some you know some retreat center that's advertising to people in north america to come down and do these ceremonies it was we got this invite kind of um through a local you know so it felt mm -hmm. very it was very 
yeah, it was done very well and we were held in, in a safe space. Um, even though we both were having our own little panic <laughs> panics, right? That was our yeah. stuff, not the container that we were held in, Yeah, um, which is, which is huge. So like, just really want everybody to heed caution, um, in doing this work and, and, you know, be trust, trust your gut, trust your body, right. As you're going into situations or talking to people about, about this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's certainly, certainly not, not for everybody. Mm -hmm. And it's not just the, it's just, it's not just the environment or who's, who's holding space for you. There also is the big question of, are, are you ready? Are you ready for this? Can, you know, where is your mind at? And um, I wasn't. Yeah. And I probably <laughs> wasn't either. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. 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 But there was a reason you had to have that experience. Right. And we trust that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, that was the start for me of just being aware that this medicine work existed. And this kind of coincided with, I would say, correct me if I'm wrong, that was really that trip that we took, the year-long journey in South America, where we also had our accidental sugar detox that I share about every time I share my story. Yeah. That was at the end of that trip. But um, that really was coincided with our spiritual growth. You know, that was the first place I ever learned to meditate and really mm -hmm. started thinking about what was bigger than me, right? Started to think about my beliefs. I wasn't really raised religious. So it was never really a conversation. So it just, I started being in these and around these people who had these beautiful beliefs about the universe and about the earth and connecting with the earth and, um, connecting with yourself and, and all of that, those seeds started being planted. So this medicine work, you know, when we're in the Amazon jungle, we're in the jungles, you see how much this, these various, um, ceremonies and traditions and rituals and working with shamans, which are tradition, traditional, like ancient medicine men, um, and women all over the world, right? How that is such a part of the, the culture and such a part of just how we existed as human beings before, you know, all these revolutions, agricultural mm -hmm. revolution and all this stuff. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I just planted that seed for me that this is something that is like part of a spiritual journey or could be, um, to help connect deeper with spirit and with myself and, you know, and, and start my, you know, fast track my personal growth, um, but I still wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. Still wasn't ready. I was still very much in my fear, very much in my need to control. Um, shout out to anyone else out there who can relate to that. <laughs> I know a lot of my clients can. It's like, I can't, I can't release control, right? This resistance to trust and surrender mm -hmm. um, has been something I've been working on for, for a good six years. But that was really, you know, planting that seed. And then I think through that, the rest of that trip and even coming home to Canada, there were um, people in my life that we're talking about their various experiences, right? Whether it was with um, Iboga or ayahuasca ceremonies here or just various ceremonies. And I started kind of just hearing more people's tales of how they went into it and how it's changed their life and how, you know, how it was for them. And that, you know, took about five years later, I was ready to do my first ceremony. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, know? I think that was definitely for me as well, planted the seed just planted the seed on the whole, that whole side of the psychedelic side of things. Yeah. And yeah, it sounds like that was your seed planting as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I kind of, I say that because, you know, I'll share this. Like I was someone growing up that never, you know, I had such a love for pretending I was in control that, um, I didn't, I didn't experiment with dr drugs growing up. I mean, I'm Canadian. Yes. I smoked weed and I, you know, would drink, but that was it. 
I never wanted to get to an altered state of consciousness or feel like I was no longer in control of my mind and my body. Um, even people who would eat, you know, make, you know, pot brownies, right. And, and get body stoned. I had no desire to that. There was something about like not feeling fully in control of my body. That was absolutely terrifying for me. Um, so that kept me away from a lot of the drugs that my friends were even doing, you know, in high school, MDMA and Molly and partying and ecstasy, um, you know, oh, you had an exciting high school. It was great. Yeah. We <laughs> raved every weekend. Actually, there was a lot of bush parties and a lot of, and I was just the one there drinking my Smirnoff ice, you know, I was like, Oh, I'm drinking. Yay. You know? Um, and they're all on whatever, gosh knows what, um, which was great. No judgment, but I was never, I was just never that type. So in my mind, a lot of these like what we're calling now medicines were to me, they were drugs, right? These are drugs that people do to escape their reality and lose control of their bodies. And I want nothing to do with it. So that's what I mean about like planting the seed for me was more about like understanding that, Oh, these can be used as a healing tool and not just to escape my reality mm -hmm. and, and be another addiction. Right. And that's the, the fine line, right. Is, is, you know, are, and, uh, are you using these medicines or these, you know, substances to escape your reality and to escape pain? Or are you using it to actually go in and heal? Um, and that's where I started kind of seeing that differently and seeing it as a tool that, um, and just starting to become open to it instead of closed off, right? Like, Oh, I'm never going to do this. Just like you with ayahuasca, never do ayahuasca mm -hmm. again. Like maybe you're open to it again. Right. And staying open, I think is such yeah, a gift. looking into that resistance. <laughs> What, what is, what's in that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's causing right. me to say that? Yeah. 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 Do you want to share anything else about that ceremony or do you want to talk about the next one? No, I think, uh, I think that feels clear for Aya. You feel complete. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's hard to think back to whatever, six or seven years ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think the next, the next one was my first official, uh, experience with, um, psilocybin. So mushroom was my first psychedelic experience. Um, and that was, like I said, literally years after maybe three or four years later mm -hmm. of hearing people's stories, letting it sit in my body, um, and just working on my own understanding of like letting go of control. Um, and not feeling safe. Like there were some big things around that time coming up for me around like not feeling safe in my body or not feeling, um, held. And somehow I got to a point where I was, I was ready to try it. You know, I'd heard enough stories. I'd, I'd really just sat with it enough that I was finally ready to kind of go into that fear and to work on that. And I knew that um, mushroom was the place for me to start. Psilocybin um, always has kind of spoken to me as um, it's a great starter place, in my opinion. Um, it's very natural. It obviously, uh, obviously mushrooms carry so much wisdom. Uh, anybody who's seen any of those wonderful documentaries, right? There's so much wisdom in the mycelium network and just um, it's so of the earth, right? Uh, so that was... That was something that really called to me and it was interesting how this, this sort of unfolds. And this is a question that I know a lot of you might have is like, okay, this sounds good. How do I get into this? Right? Like, where do I find someone? How does it happen? And it's really one of those journeys that unfolds as it's meant to, you know, as soon as you set the intention, you start, you know, just opening up your reality to meeting a person who knows a person, right. Or being connected in these communities, because this sort of work, even though yes, it's, it's illegal in most countries is, is, and still very underground, but it exists in a big way. And there's a lot of people doing this work. 
So for me, you know, once I kind of made that mental decision, like, yeah, I'm kind of ready for this. I remember I reached out to one of my close girlfriends who I know had worked locally with a shaman years mm -hmm. ago. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of reached out and said, Hey, can you put me in contact with your lady from years ago? And lo and behold, they were, she connected me with her and they were hosting a ceremony in a month. Yeah. And that's, I think I brought that to you yeah. and I was like, Hey, this is happening in a month. Do you want to do it together? Yeah. Um, and, and were you a heck yes right away? Or I can't remember. Do you remember your, did you have any resistance around that? I can't remember. I do remember it would have been you instigating it and then presenting the opportunity and yeah. it being easier for me just to be like, Oh, well, yeah, if you're doing it and putting all the work, like, okay, if you're doing <laughs> it, I want to do I'll it. I'll jump in here. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's what I remember from it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I remember, yeah, I remember, um, feeling very nervous, but also very kind of excited. Nerve sighted is the mm -hmm. word I use a lot, right? <laughs> that's my, my Danny coined word, um, to just, go for it. And it was a group ceremony. So oftentimes this will be what you come across with psilocybin with a lot of medicines, um, is a shaman. Luckily she had a, her apprentice shaman with her as well. So there were two, what I would call space holders. So two people being in charge of the group to keep you safe and in this, in, in a container. And I think there was about 12 of yeah, us, um, participating. Yeah. And we were in this beautiful yurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and all laying down, we all had our own, yeah. our own little beds oh, along the best the, bed. Yeah. You bring your comfy bed and your sleeping bag and your pillow and your eye mask. It's like a slumber party, but very different, yeah. <laughs> very different. Um, very, yeah, it was very magical, um, setting and the way that they opened the ceremony and really brought in a lot of, um, beautiful energy. I remember, uh, just it being, feeling really potent and magical and very, uh, very ritual, like ritualistic and ceremonial. And, um, we spent a lot of time really setting our intentions and, uh, prepping mentally, right. For, um, for taking the medicine, um, mm -hmm. which I appreciated because in the, in that experience, my first time I was really in my fear. Um, I was really in like being afraid that I wouldn't feel safe. So that's actually, I remember, I actually don't have my notebook, I was looking for my notebook because I kept it from that ceremony, taking notes. I actually took notes during while I was in the medicine and after. Um, and I just remember writing on a big piece of paper, I am safe, so that I could have mm -hmm. that to look at when I was in the medicine. Mm -hmm. So I had all these fears coming up around letting go of control and not feeling safe. And and that was really my intention going in was I think it was something like show me safety or help me feel safe. Right. Um, so I was asking the medicine to ha help me have an experience. And it's really important to note here um, that, and I'm learning this more and more, right? It's, and, and even in regular life, even not in this, these ceremonies, right? It's like set an intention, but then release it, right? You can't have the, you can't have no attachment to it. Yeah. The attachment to it. Right. And, and the expectation that that's what you're going to get, because yeah. when you go into this medicine work, you get what you need, not what you want. Right. And this is always shown to you. And sometimes it works out and you can draw the conclusions of, yeah, that's exactly what I wanted, but sometimes it's not. I remember my, I remember my intention. She was trying to help me. She was oh, yeah. asking us what she, we went around the group and, and stated our intentions and we we're kind of talking about them. And I, I remember mine was something like, I wanted to know what my next like business right. venture was or something yeah. like very like specific like this. Yes. What's next for you? Or, yeah. yeah. What's yeah. Show me what's next. And like, <laughs> Uh, yeah. And I remember her helping me to 
kind of reframe that and it's for those that you that for those of you that don't know a an intention like that it's kind of like going in and being like tell me the the winning lottery numbers of this week's mm -hmm. lotto it's it like, doesn't work like that <laughs> no uh little little too specific little too it, it, a better one would have been like um, show me what's blocking me from taking the next steps on my journey yeah. <laughs> something something like this yeah i would probably or connect help. me with my true purpose even yeah right? like, yeah show me my show true me. purpose like show me what i'm meant to do here i mean that's even that is i feel like that's also i mean you can ask for it of course there's no yeah. there's no problem in, in asking for it um it's sometimes getting too specific is yeah narrows narrows things down yeah so much that it makes it hard to sometimes get an answer yeah <laughs> crafting an intention the art yeah. of crafting an intention i can see you uh helping people with that later <laughs> we'll have to have another episode on that because there's yeah. a lot we've learned about yeah how to actually set those intentions before the ceremony and mm -hmm. release them but mm -hmm. but they're helpful um and very important and yeah, so I, I like, you know, I'm trying to, I mean, we're both here just recalling from memory. This was four or five years ago now, my mm -hmm. first ceremony. And um, I was just so filled with gratitude for that experience because it really was what opened, opened me wide up to my own healing as well as just doing more of this work. Like I knew right away, not in an addictive way, but in a, yes, there's something big here that I want to keep working with. Um, but I remember in the, you know, taking, I, I actually laugh at this cause I think of you actually when we were taking the medicine cause they had it in mushrooms or oh, yeah. in chocolate, chocolate and you took a higher dose than me and you spent a good like half an hour or an hour trying to eat chocolate, trying to get it in. Right. <laughs> and it was so dry. It wasn't like... quite that long. I, I do remember I didn't really enjoy the, the, yeah. the chocolate and yeah. I just remembered this often, often in ceremony and especially with, with mushrooms, you'll take an initial dose mm -hmm. and then you'll be offered a bump. a bump. And my, my bump was a, a decent amount of chocolate. And I, at that point, my mouth was already a bit dry. <laughs> and I just remember <laughs> looking at this thing and being like, Oh man, I gotta try and yeah. eat this yeah. <laughs> and just trying to chew it. Yeah. 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 Good times. Yeah. Good times. You know, these are all the little, little weird nuances that don't really matter once you obviously, you know, you get in the medicine. We're just having fun with that now. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember, you know, and I think this is important um, for anyone who's noticing that fear that, that I had um, with mushrooms. Um, you know, the fear went away pretty quickly as soon as I started feeling the medicine. And mm -hmm. this happens for me every time I've done um, ceremony. I've been in ceremony with psilocybin a few times now and I love the way it feels in my body it feels like and there's no there's no real way to put it into like language um but it you know the best I could do is for me in my body and I want to hear what it feels like in yours because everybody is different right but for me it feels like a welcoming home or like a hug from a, your best friend like this kind of like oh hello like welcome um like my body gets really light and tingly and I just feel this, it's almost like I'm being filled with white light or filled with gold and like a warm, loving embrace. Um, it, just, it feels so good in my, in my body. Um, and I always look forward to that experience of like it coming on, you know, you're not feeling anything, you're not feeling anything. And then all of a sudden you feel like just this warm glow and this like love, 
you know, I think that's the universal love really just filling your body. Mm -hmm. Is that your experience as well? Or is, what does it feel like for you? Well, hearing you talk about that, I, <clears throat> on most psychedelics, I don't enjoy the transition point. Between... Yeah. Some people don't, right? No, it's, it's, it can be a little bit of like an uncomfortable, like, oh, okay, here it's coming in. I, I always just want to be, if I could just snap my fingers and be in the medicine, right. that would be, that would be my desire. So with, with mushrooms, usually it's usually I, I'm like, oh, I need to like, I need to lay down now. I always get pulled down to like yeah. the earth I yeah. need to get grounded. Me too. Yeah. And I'll feel like in my body, I'll start feeling maybe a little bit sweaty, but also my hands might go a little bit like clammy and a little bit cold. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's, there's definitely a bit of a, like a little bit of a discomfort in that moment for me that usually goes like as I drop in more and more, it, it passes pretty quick, pretty quickly. Yeah. And then that, then that, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm home again <laughs> type feeling yeah. does kick in. But yeah. yeah, there's that little window for me. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. And a lot of people experience that of like, this is uncomfortable. It doesn't last long you know? Yeah. Well, and every, and, and yeah, everyone's totally, totally yeah. different. And some people, me, it's like, bring it. I love, yes. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. some people on, on mushrooms can, again, depend or not again, but depending on the dosage, mm -hmm. they can have a conversation with someone and yeah. sit upright and yeah. just, yeah. Our friend speak. just had that experience. Yeah. Like or, that. or for me, I'm like, I can't imagine like doing that for the first yeah. part. Like I need to just like close well, my eyes. Well, we've never and... done a smaller dose in ceremony. Right. So, yeah, but that, well, I've also heard of people yeah. taking higher doses that don't need to it's just so close fun. their eyes and, yeah. and go inwards. So yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. So coming back to that first group ceremony that we did then, that was really our experience. You know, we took, we went in, you know, taking a higher dose so that we could go inward. Mm -hmm. And by that, you know, we put our eye masks on, you close your eyes. It's really a closed eyes, closed experience to go inward and, essentially wander around in your subconscious, right? Like, you know, you're kind of just getting visuals. Oh, sorry, I'll speak for me. I was getting, you know, visuals and sensations and um, colors and shapes and like, you know, just really being in this journey um, with the music as well. I'll say that too. They were playing music, sometimes live and sometimes um, actual songs. So mm -hmm. the music is really important in a lot of these medicines because it actually calls out the spirit of the medicine and, and brings it into the room and into, into your body. So music is a really um, can make it or break it kind of situation and very important uh, with a lot of these, these ceremonies. Um, mm -hmm. And so I remember, yeah, I remember going in and going, you know, just closing my eyes and going in and, um, I don't remember a lot of like the specific details about the ceremony other than like one of the biggest things that I remember was spending an equal amount of time just smiling and laughing and being in this space where I was one with the universe and all that existed was love. And I've never in my life felt that, that sense of pure joy and love. Like just, there's no words for it. It's like peace and joy and love with nothing else matters and this is all that exists. Mm -hmm. And I remember just being in that or ugly crying. <laughs> I remember there was a lot of tears and they didn't necessarily have like a clear source of where they were coming from. They were just pouring out of me. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of crying. 
and a lot of uh, joy. And it was kind of like ebbed back and forth between those um, for me. Um, and I got a lot of visuals. And I actually, um, one of the biggest things that came out of that ceremony for me was really understanding another level to why I had a lot of separation anxiety growing up. I had a lot of anxiety for about 10 years of my young life. And there were a lot of messages that came through for me and deep like understandings that came through for me around uh, feeling a bit disconnected and uh, not seen and heard from my parents and not emotionally connected to my parents that left me feeling as an infant very unsafe and un unstable. So I started drawing those lines together of why I feel like I needed to be in control. I had a lot of, um, there's a lot of patterning in my body around not being safe and in that my subconscious brought on this, this mechanism to keep me safe was to just try to be in control with everything. So I got a deeper sense of why, you know, I wasn't feeling safe as a young child energetically, um, and why my need for control kind of came on top of that. So I got a lot of, like, I, I, I remember a lot of that coming up for me and, and being shown to me in a way that I can understand it. And then and then, you know, ideally in, in the afterwork, right, integrate that and, and heal from that. And that was a big catalyst for me in learning to actually let go of a lot of control in my life. Mm. I'm still working on it. I'm not perfect, but, you know, really leaning into trusting and surrendering more and, um, you know, having that kind of experience was powerful. How was your, do you remember how your integration was? Integration being moments after the ceremony and when you actually yeah. imply it, start, yeah. start working on some of those things doing the work doing the work yeah. yeah i you know as soon as you asked that i remembered we were camping right oh, yeah. we were camping so we went back to our campsite the yeah. next day we spent the night there and i remember i learned that i need to be left alone to integrate and yeah. you wanted to talk yeah and i remember you were talking about your experience and processing verbally and i remember being really triggered like mm -hmm. i remember feeling very raw like you're raw and open and vulnerable at that point right you you have to be very careful who you interact with the days before and after um, a ceremony but um i just remember yeah feeling a bit like leave me alone yeah. um and it took me a while to realize that and then eventually i was like i'm going to walk to the beach by myself so i remember um finally doing that and i learned in that instance that okay this is we have different integration styles right mm -hmm. and that's good good learning right we learned kind of through being triggered and and obviously being aware enough to be communicate it and put it into words so mm -hmm. yeah i think um i don't remember a lot about how i integrated after that other than spending a lot of time in nature i remember journaling a lot spending a lot of time in nature you and i have unpacked a lot right we talked with each other a lot um, you know, in the, in the days and weeks after, do you remember what else we did for integrating that one? Uh, so long I just, ago. I remember, no, I remember just bits of my own, my own journey on it, but not a lot of togetherness integrating. Yeah. Okay. Other yeah. than talking about our experiences, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Sure so what, what was your experience like that first um, ceremony with others? Yeah, I think I was still in the space of yeah this kind of interests me and mostly i'm just going to do it because it's uncomfortable and the opportunity's been presented to me on a silver platter so why not mm -hmm. so that was different for me than being like okay i feeling called to do this i'm going to go put in the energy to find this yeah. 
and do the work. And so I still don't, looking back, I, that very much felt like, okay, the first actual impactful psychedelic journey for me because I got a ton out of it. Yeah. Uh, and also I can just see going into it. I might've not been, it still might not have not fully been my, my time to, to dive in. I like, I mostly did it because it was easy mm. and I had some curiosities and, and I got a lot out of it. So I just remember coming away from it with this, like the, the actual experience for me was very much inward. Do you think, do your listeners, would they want to know what it's like being on a higher dose of mushrooms or? Maybe, sure. That was one. That was, I that, don't know. Do you guys want to know? That was, that was one thought because that, that's yeah. one of my fears was like, what happens? Do I like disappear? Right. And yes. with working, with, no. <laughs> working with, with, with clients, I noticed like that is, that is a question that people yeah. have of like, what, like what happens to me and mm. with mushrooms, all my experiences, it's, I don't, I'm always very much like, if I want to be back in, in this, if I want to like open my right. eyes and be in this You're room, more in control I'm than here. you think you like, are. I can touch this couch. I can pick up a cup of water and drink. I can walk to the bathroom and go pee. Yeah. Um, Just don't look in the mirror. Yeah. Maybe I'll look in the mirror and see like, I often, that's funny because I usually, I still I have, usually do. I, I have a, no, I have a resistance to looking in the mirror because I'm worried. I've had, yeah. heard these like weird stories. That's yeah. Like, and so I haven't had, I think last time I did it, it was towards maybe the end of the journey. But, and I, so I was less feeling the medicine. I remember looking in the mirror and it wasn't like I was like a dinosaur face or something. Yeah. <laughs> Which happens to some people, by the way, like, you know, that's, that, that's the joke in the, in the world is like, don't look in the mirror because often you might, you might see shapes and creatures that, you know, are hard to understand. <laughs> But yeah, it's for me being in mushroom on mushrooms, it, although I can close my eyes and easily just go on a journey in my mind, if I want to not be there, I can, I can very much, yeah. I still feel in, I still feel like I have a degree of control. Yeah. You're kind of like, you've got like one toe in this 3D reality and one toe in just universal amazingness mm. right? like that would be kind of how I describe it. it's the same and that was why you know people had kind of suggested to me that mushrooms was a good place to start because it's not like you're yeah exactly that like you can come back you can walk to the bathroom you can go you know you can go in or come out you know depending on what you need right so you can almost titrate a little bit if you're in a bad space and you want to come out a little bit you can mm -hmm. do that mm -hmm. right and you can come forth and I remember that in that first ceremony you know I did a lot of journaling and then I would lay back down and close my eyes and go on another little adventure and then come back. Right. So, yeah. um, yeah, you can very much do that. I think that's, that's helpful to know. Yeah. And for me that, that first journey, like most of my mushroom journeys, it's was very inward laying down, closing my eyes. I had the eye cover on and just going on. Like I remember my dad had, it only been, I think less than six months from when my dad passed away. Had he already passed? Yeah, he'd already passed because okay. one of my intentions was to connect with my dad. Yeah. And and luckily I was given that gift mm -hmm. and, and got to be with him again, um, which was really beautiful. And so, yeah, just, yeah. Mm -hmm.
Yeah. Is... I'm feeling the emotion of that yeah, me right too. now as you're talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was really powerful. Yeah. You know, I still remember, I remember him just sitting there like on a bench and it was, it was a very heavenly type, what I've envisioned heaven looking like mm-hmm. and him just sitting there and kind of like leaning on a, like a, a cane or something. And I just remember looking around and my grandma was like <laughs> dancing away just in the distance and. I just remember looking around and then looking at dad and being like, so, so this is it. Hey dad. And him just like nodding his head and just being like, yep. (laughs) Yep. How did it feel being in that space with him? Yeah, it felt, it felt very relaxing and felt felt great knowing that he was knowing that he's there and that mm-hmm. I was able to to be in connection with him mm-hmm. again in a very like visual real feeling way mm-hmm. um, yeah and it just felt I mean it's been so long and I'm imagining here it would have felt just very like full of love and warmth yeah and just like a relaxing, like, ah, it's all going to be okay type mm-hmm. feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds like that was helpful, right? like significant, you know, someone passing away. And obviously all of you listening, you know, don't, don't know the whole story, right? About your relationship with your dad and all of that. But, mm-hmm. you know, connecting in that way after death, right? Of this, of his form on this 3D planet, um, how was that, like, why was that important to you? Or how was that significant for you in even just moving forward? Well, I think a part of me wanted to, part of me just wanted to be in connection again and really um, just know my dad was was still there. Yeah. Yeah. And... I think a part of me also wanted to know that he was, he, he was okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Just knowing he was safe and no longer in pain. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that experience helped you grieve him and helped you like, Helped you heal in that experience? Yeah, for sure. It, it's the feelings that, w- that would have come along with that and experiencing like, like I've had this um, reinforced to me in, in later mushroom journeys where I just feel like I'm, like I am the universe. I just come from this, mm-hmm. this, this web and like, I'm, I'm just pulled down to like this little earth moment and, and like, I'm going home Mm -hmm. one day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think just knowing like 
that that's also where dad is, it brings me some peace too. And just knowing it's all going to be okay. Yeah. Like it's all okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it was definitely, I think it gave me a, a lot of strength in being able to, in being able to go through the journey of healing from, from his passing and just coming back to that like it's just like it's going to be okay i don't i don't even know how to put that into words or what that means it's just it's going to be okay and that would give me the hope of being able to continually just get through it and and do the work and feel the feels and yeah. be there for my siblings and for myself and like it's yeah. all okay mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a pretty powerful knowing, right? Uh, we were talking about that this morning. We went out for a fun little walk and play in the snow. We were talking about what we wanted to kind of share today on the episode. And we were talking about that example of, um, like having some sort of having a, a, a mental knowing or understanding, like we would learn in books or like we could learn from someone that, you know, everything's okay. Everything's going to be okay. And we can understand it mentally. Mm -hmm. But then to go in and experience, like I was making up that example while we were walking of like understanding somebody tells you if you put your hand in the fire, you're going to burn your hand, right? You can understand that and go, yeah, that's probably true. If I put my hand in this fire, I'm going to burn it. But there's a whole different knowing that happens in your body when you actually put your hand in the fire and it burns, mm -hmm. right? And then you come out with your blistery hand and you're like, oh, okay, now I really get it, that's right? That's what it feels like. That's what it feels <laughs> like, right? So this is the whole somatic piece of actually getting in the body, right? And understanding like cognizantly we can understand that everything's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Everything always works out, right? You hear all these, we can hear all these, mo you can read all the motivational quotes you want around, right? Like it's going to be okay. But then actually going in and, and feeling that, gifted to you from the universe and from your dad and from, you know, and I've had very similar experiences as well, you know, and really having that knowing actually sink in mm -hmm. to your subconscious and into your body, um, uh, is it's something it's, it's hard to put into words, but just think of the fire, hand yeah. in the fire, hand out of the fire. Yeah. It's a whole, whole different thing. That's, that's the beauty about somatics and, and just feeling in the body, in the soma. And that's what, that's what sticks. That's what sticks with me versus like you say, the being in the head about it. It's a whole different thing when I can feel that like, Oh, okay. It's all going to be okay. That's that, that's that warm glow. That's mm -hmm. that like light tingly. I, I get all over. That's the like lightness coming up through my shoulders. I just like can feel that. And hold on to that going yeah. forward. Yeah. 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 And this is, I mean, this is the connection to source, right? Whatever you want to call it, this is actually being connected and, and there are countless stories of this, right? And whatever you want to call it, whether it's God or Buddha or Krishna or the universe or Mama Gaia or Pachamama, you know, just, uh, connecting in that way with, with your higher power essentially, mm -hmm. right. And connecting with the oneness that exists and the ultimate love that exists is something that you can't experience and then forget. Right. And we've all seen that we've seen shows, right. Where, you know, people kind of have those out of body experiences and whether it's through song or through ritual or ceremony or, um, other means. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's something that is not new, right. This is humans have been using substances or ritual to 
connect with their God or their spirit or source since the dawn of time. This is, this is not new information. Um, this is just kind of a new world that we live in and a new way that we're navigating it. So mm -hmm. is there anything else you wanted to share about that ceremony specifically? Uh, the last thing I think I would say is that was one where I very much came away with this like checklist. I was, I just think back to this like checklist of to do's that I had coming out. Wasn't of it. it a checklist of people you had to contact? That was basically, I mean, yeah, yeah that was basically it. It was like, oh, I want to get a hold of this person to apologize for this. I need to tell my family about this that I've held on to my whole life. And it, it was very much a checklist. And yeah, I was really grateful for that because it did, that did fast track me into a lot of healing and just mm -hmm. allow me to start doing the healing on a lot of these things that I had tried to bury down and didn't even realize were still there and holding me back. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that was, that's why I'm really grateful for that, that first journey. And yeah. it was very much for me, the, the first big push in my healing. Yeah. 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 To actually make you step up and work your way through your checklist, right? yeah. which start being took a long time and that's okay. Oh, yeah. Right. Like a that year integration or... took a long time yeah. like, and, and it wasn't just share, for instance, sharing, sharing one of these really big things that I hadn't told to my, my, my mom and sisters and family or really anyone. Like then sharing that and then even doing the continual work around that and even with, with them and having more conversations about it. Yeah. It took, it took a long time and yeah. I'm grateful I had that, had that space yeah. to, to do all the integration. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. And this is, you know, so important after these ceremonies, like you will have uh, things come up, right? Whether it's action items or pieces to continue unpacking or work with, you know, uh -huh. connecting with your inner child, <laughs> learning to nurture, like, yeah, or people that you needed to connect with. And that's like, this is where a lot of people get tripped up and um, where we both, I, I feel like I can say this on behalf of both of us, want to ca caution everyone that like the, the actual medicine journey or ceremony is like 20% of the work. 80% is the integration. So how are you actually solidifying and using what you learned in this medicine ceremony to change your life, right? And to change. So by you saying, okay, here's my action items. Like I've got to go and have this conversation with my mom, or I have to go and have this conversation, or I need to do change this in my life or, mm -hmm. um, you know, and actually changing those things. That's the hard work. It's yeah. hard. It's really hard because it's uncomfortable. Um, it's hard to put into words. You're like, I just had this pow magical journey experience. And now I have to tell you something, right? Like people don't get it. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to kind of work with, but that's, that's the path that we've both chosen to actually do that work, even though it's uncomfortable and, um, and there's no rush. Like mm -hmm. that's really important too. That did take a long time to work your way through all those pieces and that's fine. I'm still working on some of the things from that first ceremony. Like mm -hmm. this is, it's not a rush. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It was powerful. Well, yeah. so should we fast forward a little bit? Yeah. To, fast forward yeah. So to present day fast life. forward. Yeah. I think that first ceremony, I mean, was so powerful and potent and, and I think we both, both knew that we needed time to integrate. So I think, you know, but it was about a year later that I personally Ooh. was like, you know, I'm ready to do another ceremony again. I'm ready. And then guess what happened? Pandemic. The pandemic <laughs> yeah, hit. Thanks. I remember around that time I was starting to like reach out and I was like, oh, I'm going to organize, like find another ceremony. I'm going to do this again. And everything is shut down. No in-person anything. 
So that kind of put a hiatus on, not to use that as an excuse, but it was for me something that was, I took as a sign that now's not the right time for me. Um, cause there were, there would have still been ways that I could have definitely, um, been in medicine work. Um, even through all of that, but it was a big sign for me. All of my networks were cut off. The people that I knew that were hosting ceremony were not hosting ceremony, definitely not in person, which this is in person work. Um, so more work to do here, not in medicine. Apparently I (laughs) had more work to do. Yeah. Yeah, Facing fears, letting go more control. Yeah. Yeah. So the, those, so it, all that unfolding, I think it was probably about three years before we actually got back into medicine. So last year in October, yeah. We, um, I think this started, this kind of started with you. Yeah. Uh, how did that start? I had a, something in me that wanted to do an MDMA assisted. Well, you'd been listening to podcasts. I, you probably heard it on Joe Rogan. You always say you, you I always do, say but this. I feel like. <laughs> I, I can't tell you exactly where it came from. Yeah. I know it wasn't just one day I woke up and no. had that. It had been on my mind for a while and got to the point where I was ready to actually start putting in some of my own effort yeah into making it happen for you instead of me handing it to you yeah 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 Yeah. and so i had i'd start putting that out there and i'd asked you if you know of anybody or any of your friends that had and and then i had i was that was like days before i was going to yoga retreat yeah and I was, uh, I, I remember being like, oh, you know what? I'm going to ask around. Like, I'm going into the realm of people who are doing this work. Like, you know, yeah. yoga retreat's a good place to start asking around um, for anyone who knows anyone, you know, doing medicine work. So I remember at one of the lunches, I overheard one of the guys at the retreat talking about his MDMA assisted therapy session. And I was like, mm. ding, ding, ding. Mm. So again, this is how the medicine works, right? It just like you put it out there and you start ha- bringing it into your awareness and, it's like manifestation 101, right? It starts coming to you. So then I met this guy at the yoga retreat who was the one that connected us with Deanna, mm-hmm. who was on the podcast the last episode. So if you haven't come and listened to my chat with Deanna yet, definitely do that. So that's when we met her um, in October, well, September, October. Mm-hmm. And we both did our first ceremony with her individually. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was actually, I, I, now I'm thinking back to that. It was interesting because you'd booked a se- session with her. Yeah. <laughs> The right? tables turned here. The okay. tables turned. Okay, so share what was. Yeah, so you'd got me in connection with her. We had, or yeah, and I'd expressed interest in wanting to do this, and I believe we both we did both meet her for the. We had a chat together. Yeah, yeah we always had. Yeah, which anybody you work with should always sit you down and have really in depth conversation with you. Yeah. So, but we'd done that together. Yeah. That call. Yeah. And then yeah, I'd I don't know this way a little foggy, but I'd I'd been like, yeah, I'm going to book this. I want this on this date. And then were you kind of like, well, I, I think I kind of want to do like, no, I had, I was going to do another mushroom oh, ceremony. That's right. I had a retreat booked with the same shaman that I had worked with three or four years ago, yes. that same weekend. Mm-hmm. And the same weekend I was doing mine that yeah. you were doing MDMA here. That's and right. I remember like last minute, that whole weekend just came cum- crumbling down and it was maybe like two days before they actually ended up canceling it for various reasons. And I remember feeling really like crushed and bummed and then immediately realizing like maybe this was for a reason and maybe there's this other opportunity. So right. two two days before I was like, okay, how do I get on this? You know, now that Deanna was already coming to our home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually booked a session with her the day after yours. 
Um, so yeah, it was kind right. of, it was a last minute thing for me that I was like, okay, let's do this. And I just kind of went with it and I was really proud of myself. That was such a testament to how, how much I'd grown and learned how to really surrender and let go of control mm -hmm. instead of needing to, no, I need to think about it for three months and then book it. Right. It was kind and of a like new, new medicine, not knowing a what. new med. I'd never, I've never done MDMA before, never done ecstasy or Molly or like any of those. Yeah. It was a new medicine. So, yeah. um, yeah, that was kind of how that unfolded for me in a really uh, strange way, but an oh, amazing way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what was that experience like going now talking about MDMA? Um, what was that experience? So this was our first one-on-one, uh, -on -one, your first one-on-one -on -one sort of yeah, situation that's as right. well. Yeah. All the other stuff had been group and I've, I'd also never done, I'd been pretty vanilla throughout my, my life. And so I hadn't done any of these drugs recreationally. And so, yeah, it was my first time doing MDMA and that was a, that's when I think the, the biggest thing I got out of that journey was connecting with little Ben mm -hmm. and just my inner child. And that has been such a gift for me, uh, ever since. And yeah, but that, that was, that was the big, that was the big takeaway for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it was really nice having the one-on-one -on -one and just having with that medicine, you're, you don't just like close your eyes and you, I guess you, you can, you can. And I, I didn't just close my eyes. I was very much could talk and wanted to talk mm -hmm. and just having someone there to, to which for those who don't know, Ben is rare what, <laughs> wanting talking? to talk. Uh, I just have to, I have to, have to be in the right I can talk for sure. Yeah, you can. I just have to feel safe. I have to be in the right environment. Yeah. I have to feel supported. Then I can really go. Uh, yeah. So that was, that was really nice having that dedicated. That's the beautiful thing about the model of working with uh, like empathogens, like 3MMC and MDMA and what well, I guess well, you can work with too. any, yeah. Any. Just yeah. having a one-on-one. -on -one, it's very different. Yeah. It's, it's like, wow, this person's like here just to listen to my shit. Like that's, that's super healing and accepting that in itself. Yeah. And like for mm -hmm. most people may experience a glimpse of that in like a therapy session, right? Or a counseling session that yeah. you have for an hour. Mm -hmm. This session was what? Eight, eight hours, right? Well, like the, seven, no, eight the, hours. not the MDMA. That was, it was Six more like, uh, it's like five hours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Still, right. Like that's a long time to have somebody holding space for you to really go into your shit mm -hmm. right? and to be heard and seen and, and witnessed in that. And I'd had, I'd done a bit of therapy before that. Not a ton, like mm -hmm. a handful of sessions. Well, Cause you didn't have any problems. There was <laughs> yeah, nothing was for you perfect. to work on. You were perfect. <laughs> <laughs> My life story. Then it all came unraveling. <laughs> oh crap. Uh, yeah. So that was, that's, that's the beautiful thing about having one-on-one. -on -one. It's mm -hmm. like, have all the time for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that in itself for so many people, I know a lot of you listening, right? Like the thought of that is terrifying, right? To actually be witnessed for that was very vulnerable. It's a very vulnerable space to be in, right? To really have somebody laser focused on you uh, for an hour, let alone five, right? And let alone like mm -hmm. as you're really going into some, some painful places. And I think like, you know, I think we both would agree like that. That's where healing actually happens. Um, and I was just sharing this actually on my last call with my last group. Like this is why I don't do private coaching anymore is because we need to be healed in, in community, in, in group being witnessed in, in different ways. So, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So what did that feel like for you? Like the MDMA actually in your body? Do you remember what it felt like? Yeah, it's, it's very much a, there's that, for me, there's that little in between again of dropping into it. And then when it comes on, it's just like a warm, it's like a warm glow kind of washes over and like, I am very much still here. It's not like I'm seeing weird things. I'm, I just feel very, very light, very like, (sighs) like that's the feeling and that's the beauty of these like in pathogens is when you're talking about, it can be very, feel very vulnerable and scary to, to have somebody there just undivided attention. That's the beauty of, of those medicines is it like it removes a lot of that. You then don't feel that anymore. You're like, Oh, I feel great. Yeah. Then you got the amphetamines. So you want to talk <laughs> and things just start going. Yeah. And like, correct me if I'm wrong, right? Like these are these empathogens like three MMC and MDMA are the two that you've experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, essentially it's like your, your ego just gets shut up. Like your ego gets to kind of go offline and the fears kind of drop away and you can actually drop more into your heart, right. And into love and into just being open mm-hmm. versus having all of these walls and protectors, which we all have um, mm-hmm. running the show. Yeah. The ego can certainly, it doesn't just vanish. It, it quiets a lot. Yeah. And like you talk about those protectors that been around to, to keep me safe and, keep a little, be on the lookout, they just quiet a little bit and it's easier to speak from the heart to just to drop in, to be more vulnerable, to talk about those things that maybe parts of you have been keeping down and holding them, keeping them stuck. Right. And then like shame, right? Like so many of us are just, we have a lot of places that we're holding shame, right? We're ashamed of and we don't want anybody to know, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're hiding these pieces and, um, as we continue to do that, right. This, at least I see this in my work, right. We're going to continue to engage in addictive behaviors or unhealthy patterns because we are trying to avoid these parts of us that, you know, are, are part of our human experience. And and we just have so much shame and guilt or embarrassment around, um, let alone just, just feel horrible, right. The pain that, Mm -hmm. that might come up and might be felt. And yeah. Yeah. And just having a, there's many different, ways that, uh, um, like an MDMA assisted journey can go. And one way is people just want to, to talk and be heard and tell their story. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think very much where, where I was in my, in my first journey, I just had a lot to, to share. And, And so there was a lot of it sometimes gets referred to as storytelling mm-hmm. and, and that's exactly what I, I needed in that moment. And, and now, now personally, I like, and I believe that the healing happens when I can get into my body and, right. and, and actually feel like, okay, what does, like, what does that shame feel like? Mm-hmm. Like, can you, can we sit with that? And mm-hmm. what's it want to say? And, and that's where the big healing happens for me. And in that journey, I, I remember thinking back, I, besides connecting with, with little Ben and just feeling kind of like where he lived and what he needed in my body, that was the big body piece for me. Yeah. And, and the rest was just kind of like, here's all the shit that's happened to me. And like, yeah. I need to be heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what was your integration like from that then, you know, having the biggest piece being connecting with little Ben, you know, how did you take that and, and actually like implement that and, and do something with it? Yeah. My, my big homework from that was to sit with him and actually check in with him. I believe I did it for a certain amount of time in the morning mm-hmm. was my like, okay, I'm going to do this to start building a connection. So I would sit down to meditate in my morning routine. And the first thing I would do, I would just like close my eyes and, and check in with little Ben and see what he was feeling. Sometimes he would be like just curled up, like quietly sleeping, like feeling safe. And it was just like, Oh, like great. Like he's feeling really good. Other times it would be like, Oh, thanks for checking in on me. Like where the fuck have you been? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, and so yeah, that was my, that just carried through to being more aware of him and checking in with him more daily. And when feelings would come up, then I would know, okay, let me see what's going on with little Ben. Where are you at, buddy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and actually going through that process to be like, oh, okay. Like, I, I see, I'm feeling frustrated right now because we're trying to communicate something and you're not being heard. And this is just like in childhood when that would happen and, and let me be with you and I'm here for you. And so, yeah, that was, that was my big, big integration from that. Yeah. 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 And you did a lot of that. Like I was very, I remember, mm-hmm. I remember being very impressed with your integration <laughs> on that. Um, you know, I'm really feeling like, you know, and cause in my own experience too, this is like when we go back in to do this inner child stuff, you know, we all, I think as humans, just it's part of being human is we all have some sort of need that wasn't fully met in childhood, whether it was love or attention, right. Or, or, you know, safety and your basic need, you know, Mm -hmm. like just emotional, energetic needs and this work that you're describing, right. You have been going back in to essentially give little Ben what he needed that he didn't get, Mm -hmm. whether it was that hug when he was crying and he didn't get a hug Mm -hmm. or, you know, that moment he was scared in his room because mom and dad were yelling and, and he didn't know what to do and somebody was there for him. Right. So mm-hmm. kind of you're repatterning, right. That, that wound or that, what that little Ben didn't get that he needed. Um, and I've had the same experience in, in, re, in connecting with my little Danny and, and being able to go back and be like, what didn't you get? Or what do you need here? Mm-hmm. Right. And just checking in daily, um, over time, right. This is the healing that I think is, it comes from that as you get to, um, reparent yourself, right? We're kind of reparenting here. Yeah. And then also learn and repattern that I, I can be here. I can be here for a little Ben. Like yeah. I can, you don't need someone else. Yeah. I don't need an ex- someone from the outside to come and, and give me the love that I'm, that he's craving. I can actually sit and be with him and give him the love that he's looking yeah. for. Yeah. And that's super empowering. Yeah. 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 Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah. So I remember from that, that ceremony, um, I remember also being a lot in story mode in a lot of, in a lot of talking. Um, and I was actually looking back over my notes before recording right now, um, trying to remember exactly what, what, what came up for me then. And some of the big ones that really showed up for me, just some of my biggest takeaways and biggest pieces was also sort of around my childhood wounding and childhood understanding of like not not getting the deep emotional connection that I needed as a child um, and just starting to understand 
the walls that have been up in my family line um, that had affected me and kind of creating this, this internal environment of not feeling safe, even though everything looked safe on the outside, right? There was this internal piece for me um, that was very real. So that came up again, you know, in a different way for me and my MDMA um, ceremony and really understanding uh, the, the disconnection. I mean, that's kind of the only word that I, it's, it's hard to describe. It's hard to put into words. Um, and then on top of that, um, I really actually also went into a lot of my sexual trauma and my, um, shame that I carried sexual shame that I carry as a woman, even just right now existing on the planet, right? The shame that's being passed down from me, um, from generations and my own experiences, um, that I have definitely had as a woman and I've never spoken publicly about, but, um, and I don't need to get into all those details, but you know, I have my own experiences that have shaped my inability to feel fully connected with my sexuality and my feminine self and my, my true nature of just being, you know, an intimate, alive, creative, juicy human being. Right. Um, so there's a lot of like blockages there for me. And I started going in that MDMA ceremony and just being able to kind of talk about those maybe for the first time to someone that I just met. Right. Um, so that, that felt really, you know, felt really important. And I remember one, one of my biggest action items from that, um, and anyone who's been following me for a few years, this will be relevant for you because one of the deep knowings that I had, um, even through story and talking about this in my ceremony, was really deeply finally understanding that I was out of alignment with my involvement with the Quit Sugar Summit. Mm. And I remember coming out of that ceremony just, just knowing that it was time for me to leave. Um, and, and that was one of my follow through items I had to do and it was really uncomfortable and it was really difficult. Um, and I did the best, you know, that I could with that. And I'm so grateful that I did. So that was something I actually had to put into practice. You know, I had to step away from that team and, um, and honor my truth. You know, I think, you know, I was just in that getting into deeper layers of really truth for me of what I needed in my life and what, what I wanted in my business and in how I was um, operating on a day-to-day -day basis, um, who I wanted in my life. And just, just all these things really started kind of clicking. And I started really just actually getting honest with myself when I'd kind of been just lying to myself about a lot of things that were, were just feeling not right. But I was in my head talking, rationalizing that, no, oh, no, they'll get better. It'll be okay. Um, so I kind of called myself out on my shit right in, in that. And I, I had to face that and, and take action on that. So, um, yeah, that was, that was really big for me, um, in that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot, I think that came out of that, um, that ceremony. And I can't even remember in full disclosure, like how I integrated that other than mm -hmm. taking steps to be more in alignment, um, in, in my work and in what I was doing and where I was spending my time and energy, um, you know, I think just, you know, again, a lot of journaling and a lot of unpacking. And the great thing here that I really want to emphasize that, you know, as soon as we started working one-on-one -on -one with Deanna, right now we have this, like this support person. So I know, you know, after, after and before all of our sessions, right, we have sessions with her where we unpack things. So mm -hmm. that was a big part of my integration, just putting things together and having her to, to help reflect and help, help guide me into really solidifying some of these new understandings and mm -hmm. new ways of thinking and being. Yeah. 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 That was super, super helpful. Yeah. 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 So next, do you want to move on? Yeah. Okay. I'm next. Good. I think like, was that the one where like a week later? Oh no. 
you went to your first, what was next? Or was it our mushroom ceremony? We're, 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 we don't even remember. A no, timeline doesn't, doesn't we've exist. We've done mushrooms a couple times in between that MDMA session. Yeah, but I'm, I'm trying to think of when you did your first three session oh. in the timeline of things. Yeah, well, that was later on. Okay, after, that was after the mushroom. Okay, so next yeah. was our first joint mushroom yes. ceremony. Yeah. So that was our, our first time back in psilocybin since our group ceremony, whenever it was, three or four years ago. Yeah. Um, and Deanna, again, was holding space for both of us. Yeah. So we were At both... the same time. Yeah, the same time. So uh, we were in our living room, um, and this is a beautiful thing, you know, coming to your home um, has an, an, an extra la layer of sort of safety and security. Um, assuming you feel safe in your home. Assuming you feel safe Hopefully in your you home do. and <laughs> that you feel safe to be able to express as well, yeah. right? Screaming, crying, singing, um, mm -hmm. like there's a lot of things that need to come out and it's really such a... Um, powerful tool for stepping into feeling free to do that stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. I know. Um, yeah, I know for me, it's been nice to just be in a space where I can be fully expressed because yeah. we don't really have that a lot in our society. Well, and that's the side note. This is super important when it comes to setting is having that safe space. Because for me, like I remember we talked about doing it at an Airbnb before right. and having a, yeah, let's rent a... this beautiful Airbnb on the ocean and like yeah. set the stage. And yeah. my, my mind immediately goes to, okay, how close are the neighbors? Like if mm -hmm. I need to, if, if I just need to express whatever, whether it's a yell or loud sobbing, I need to know that people aren't going to get freaked out and yeah. <laughs> call <Yeah>. the cops <laughs> and got my mind spirals. And yeah. so, yeah, that's yeah. the, that really is the importance of, of having a, proper setting. And that might not be for a lot of people that might not be their house, right? Yeah. They might not have the, the yeah, kids might be there. Or, yeah. There might be yeah. apartment. And so do keep that in mind if there's ever the opportunity yeah. presents itself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like maybe the good question to ask is, do I feel comfortable to scream really loud in my environment? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And if there's any resistance to that, that might not be the right environment for you. Right? Yeah. Cause the last thing I want in a ceremony is going into it with any feeling that I need to hold back yeah. because I've put enough of that on myself <laughs> throughout life and yeah. to go in to try and heal some, potentially heal some of that. I don't want that yeah. holding me back from the, from it doesn't the work. Right. Yeah. Then it's kind of a waste of time and space, right? If you're, if you're not able to let fully, go as much as possible. Fully drop yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was exactly a year ago. I'm looking at my notes here. Uh, that was December last wow. year. Yeah. We did our, our first, you yeah. know, mushroom ceremony, Pri private, not private, just the two of us. Right. Yeah. Um, with Deanna being supported yeah. and, um, yeah, like that was, I mean, it was, I remember it being, you know, be, being amazing. I mean, all of these experiences obviously keep, keep us coming back for more healing. Mm -hmm. Um, now for me, it was a lot that came up in that ceremony and a lot of things, um, I think one of the biggest things was around play for me. And that actually came up in my MDMA ceremony too. Um, in really understanding that there was a part of my inner child that didn't fully get to play and didn't get to feel really seen in her wild expressions of joy and playfulness and silliness. Um, and this is something that I'm still very much working on integrating. Um, so stay tuned for more episodes with me being really silly because I am very silly and I'm clumsy and I'm goofy and I make horrible jokes and like, 
you know, and I, and I love to play and that's something that I notice that I don't do and I don't let myself, like there was a resistance around play. So that was, that was a big one that came up for me. And, um, and there was this, like this questioning of, and this understanding from my childhood of like, what's wrong with me? Like there was, there was some sort of, there was some sort of, and I'm still trying to piece that together. I don't have the stuff that comes up. I'm still working with like, um, but just having those understandings and noticing that I was putting a lot of like should shoulds on myself, um, a lot of like holding myself back in so many ways and putting a lot of unnecessary pressure on myself to try to be someone that I wasn't mm -hmm. and try to act a certain way. Right. Um, don't be too silly and playful. Don't be too sexy. Don't be too smart or tall or, you know, so that really like you should be this way. So a lot of from that ceremony came up for me around how I was really like fitting into the box of society to fit in because I want people to like me. Right. So the people pleasing, the just understanding that patterning that was still very alive in my body um, and and feeling alone in all of that. So there was a lot of aloneness. I remember in that ceremony having a lot of images of me holding myself in a dark room in a corner, like being alone, like this very desolate feeling of being alone. Um, and that's something that is, is very real for me still to this day that I'm really unpacking. There's a bigger wound there um, for me that is uh, much more than just, I think, from, you know, feeling emotionally alone as a child. Mm. Um, so that's still a work in progress, but that was a big one that came for me from, from that ceremony is that, that messaging and, and yeah, a connecting with, with little Danny. That was probably my first big, like connect with little Danny, mm. um, experience, um, tapping into that play and tapping into like what she was feeling like and, and yeah, what she felt as a, as a little one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's kind of hard thinking back to all these. I mean, I feel like we yeah. each one is, they're all weaved together, right? I feel like each time we go into medicine, it's just a new level of the same stuff, right? They kind of like the same wounds, right? The same like mm -hmm. traumas or pieces that we're unpacking. But mm -hmm. do you remember your ceremony, that one? Yeah, things I do remember. I remember getting back into the medicine and just having a, having an elder there like playing a guitar and it was just this, he was just communicating like, it's so good to have you back then. Mm -hmm. And I just remember feeling like, Oh, like I'm like, I can't believe I've been away from this for so long. Like I'm, I'm home again. Like it's so nice to see you again mm -hmm. was, was, was the feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was, that, that was a beautiful, beautiful experience for me that I, I definitely hold that in my body and would have felt, I would have felt a lot, um, when that came up because I can still pull it so easily and it yeah. like gives me these, these warm feelings. And I think in that, I also would have been going into more of my inner child stuff. Um, so there was a lot of he healing around that. And I remember having some by this point I had had some inklings of like, Oh, I'm really enjoying this, my personal growth journey and, and all the, the time and focus that I've been out and space that I've had to uh, be able to work on myself because I'd had a lot of time 
I'd sold my business. And so I'd had some, a transition period between, between what I was going to do next. So I just jumped in with both feet into my little mm-hmm. personal growth from that, since that first kind of MDMA journey. Yeah. And so by this time I was like, wow, like I'm really loving this. Look how much I've already, I've done so much healing in such in this relatively short period of time and mm-hmm. while wow, this feels so good and I wonder if I could help help others that are are ready to do this also get these amazing feelings and so I, I remember the resistance I remember part of my like heart being called to like I know I need to do this work and then the resistance of like oh my god this is this is so scary. Like, I don't, this isn't what I do. I don't communicate with people like this. Like people scare me. Like I was making up all these ego coming in strong, trying to keep me safe. But it was in that ceremony where I, I just felt such a, like, I remember feeling so grateful for Deanna and just the healers that had even been in my life and like what a gift they were to and are to, from the universe and, and feeling called in that, that myself. And so that was just also a like, fuck, like, do I, this is what my heart says that I'm supposed to do. And this fucking sucks because this sounds really hard. Yeah. And so I remember that, that coming up. I remember that coming up too. Mm-hmm. I remember you supporting you in that at that time, the medicine, mm-hmm. um, and seeing you kind of come to that realization yeah, you just articulated it well, like, you know, really getting a glimpse of like, this is what I'm meant to do here on this planet. Mm-hmm. And fuck, I don't want to do it. It's too hard. Right? Yeah. Like, this pushes oh, crap. Me in all the areas that I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. Thank you, universe. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Good joke. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Yeah. And I remember like, you know, for a long time, right, you'd known, like since you sold your business, right, you knew... And you'd connected with your purpose here is to spread love. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is very much anybody who knows Ben, you like, and maybe you're picking up on that energetically now. Like that is definitely what you're here to do. There's no, no doubt about it, but you weren't sure how that looked mm-hmm. right for a while. You were going to start a podcast and mm-hmm. you were going to do all these things. And, um, I think you were just waiting to have that, that, that click, right. Or that download. And yeah, that was really neat to see that sort of come forth for you and to be like, held in that space and all the fears that are coming up around that for sure. Yeah. It's very scary. Much harder to ignore when it comes up stronger like that in a, in a journey. Of course I could then just, you could have ignored it, go back to work and yeah, forget about it. But it's very much in, yeah, it just brings, brings all my shit up. And then it's like my choice to, am I going to do something with it or not? Cause I still have resistance. I still know my calling and I still have resistance to it every day. So that work is still very much, yeah. very much going on for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Uh-huh. And you've been embracing it, right? I think this, like this work and, you know, what I've really taken away from a lot of just these ceremonies and, and these sessions is like being brave to go into that stuff. Right. And as like, and, and just even being so much more aware of my patterns that I want to change. Right. Like, and we, and doing this together has been such a gift because I I feel like for the most part, you might think differently, right. But we do a pretty good job of calling each other out on patterns, right. Or asking the right questions of each other when, Hey, like I might be in a tailspin from an old pattern. Um, and Ben can come in and, and, you know, and, and help me 
like see where that's coming from. And then I can, I can catch myself over time. You know, I'm getting quicker and quicker at catching myself and, and being introspective and reflecting and understanding, Oh, that's that little child that needs something right here. Or, um, you know, and, and I think for us in our relationship, that's been really helpful to understand that a lot of times when maybe one of us is in a mood or we're cranky or we're just having a thing that has nothing to do with each other. Mm -hmm. Right. And we can actually then hold each other more compassionately. Not always, not always, <laughs> but for the most part, right. To understand like, Oh, okay. Ben's going through his process right now and just needs some space. Right. So I can show up and be like, okay, what do you need Ben? Instead of getting all upset that, you know, Oh, he yelled at me. He's such a, an asshole, mm -hmm. right? No, I know that him yelling at me has nothing to do with me. There's something going on and how can I actually support him mm -hmm. if I have the capacity, if yeah. not, Hey, I need some space back. or yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's opened up that new realm of like communication about helping us each honor what we need and what we're going through and be able to actually like ask that and communicate that with each other instead of assuming mm -hmm. and taking things out on each other, right? We're building these new tools and also new support networks, mm -hmm. right? So that we're not just relying on each other and being codependent on each other for when shit comes up, right? Mm -hmm. And not blaming each other. Right. Like we, and, and now, you know, for a lot of times, you know, we bring more humor into it, which I appreciate, you know, if I'm in some sort of ridiculous pattern and I'm yelling at you for no reason, you know, you, we can kind of understand like, Oh, like that's that old, like I'm not feeling heard or seen or, you know, and now I'm yelling about it or whatever. And we can kind of like, you know, bring in a little lightness too and understanding like, okay, this has nothing to do with you. This mm -hmm. is my shit. Okay. <laughs> like I just leave me alone for a bit or I can ask for what I need in that. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I find that's a big, that's been a big gift for me is the, it helps, it helps have that. It helps in me having that compassion for those that are around me in knowing that this has nothing to do with me. Yeah. And when I can remind myself of that, sure, I might have, I might have triggered something or said something that tipped someone off and that just led them on a spiral of their past patterns and brought them back to their childhood and, and all these different things. But if I can remember like, okay, this person, even if they're taking something out and it's to, directed towards me, yeah, it's, this isn't to do with me. So how can... How can I support them if it's the right time or the right environment? Yeah. Um, yeah, that is, that is a very, just hearing you reflect that like back to me when it's going through my mind, it is very empowering yeah. to be like, oh yeah. Okay. Right away. Like Danny's upset in this example. And it doesn't mean that I'm a failure or you did something wrong. I did something wrong or like all these things where my mind would go to in the past. And then I would start to react because of that. Uh, and of course, yeah, I'm not, I'm not perfect. And sometimes I slip up on that and it, I will just get triggered and come, come shooting right back with the same amount of energy. But when I'm in that nice grounded space and I can just be like, yeah, okay, what's, what's going on? What's going on for her? And do I just need to listen or ask you what you need in this moment? Like, yeah. I'm sorry, that sounds really difficult. What, how can I support you? Or what do you need right now? Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. It's it nice is. for communicating and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Relationship tip number one, yeah. right? Yeah. Ask what your partner needs before assuming. Before yeah. yelling. <laughs> before yelling. <Yeah. laughs> Honey, I need you to pick up your socks. <laughs> yeah. And I need to yell. Why right is now. that important to you? Yeah. yeah. And I need to yell. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I need to throw socks right now. No. Um, yeah, it just opens up a whole new level of like awareness, right? And compassion mm-hmm. and understanding and respect for each other's journeys, right? We're here to just support each other through, through our growth, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember in that, so just to wrap up a note, because um, we've got more to talk about. Are you um, guys still with us? Are you still with us? Hopefully, this is riveting. <laughs> We're at 90 minutes in. This is great. Um, is, like, I remember in that ceremony, there was this very interesting dynamic that happened cause, uh, where you almost came out of medicine. I was in a oh, space yeah. where I needed to be met and seen in my playful self. Mm-hmm. And I remember Deanna and I like on the floor, like playing, like, you know, just kind of being goofy and playing and she invited you over, you know, you, you were kind of there. Um, and Ben is, you know, you were in your, your own process, but you were kind of engaged with what we were doing. And, um, yeah, you were able to, I don't know what that experience was like for you. Obviously, maybe you can speak to that. Right. But you came in and I remember like, you know, Ben joined in play and we like the three of us just kind of like roughhoused or played. I don't remember what we did. Right. And just like made silly faces and, and yeah. like got, helped me get in my body around like, this is safe to be playful and it's safe to be goofy. And, um, yeah. And then after I was done that process, you went back deeper into the medicine and went through your process. And then I was coming out of it and I was able to support you. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like this. We just naturally kind of had this moment where you came into my world and supported what I needed. And then I came in and supported you. And that's when you were having those revelations around wanting to do this work and mm-hmm. all the fears and stuff around that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you remember that? Like, what oh, did yeah. that feel like? <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember because you're not far from me. So it's. Yeah. It's, we're in the same room, the you know, living we're room. We're in the same room and in the peak of the medicine, I'm probably not, I'm way easier to, to tune out and I'm in my own. Yeah. You were, you were unreachable. And, yeah. <laughs> to some degree. And then I remember Deanna like calling me over being like, Ben, like, can you come over here? And, and me like kind of sitting up and me like, whoa, like, yeah, I'm in medicine here, but then like kind of being able to snap out of it pretty quick of like, oh, okay, like they need me over here. I'm going to, I'm going to come. I remember, I remember, yeah, playing, doing something like, like laughing around and being silly. Yeah. I also remember needing to clear, clear something out for you and, and ask this part to, to leave. Like I had, you, you, I brought some strength in and Mm -hmm. And like my voice. And that was power. the next ceremony. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. That was the second one. Okay. We'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. So I remember. Same living room, different yeah, day. Same room, different time. <laughs> so yeah. And then I just remember, maybe I have them mixed up now, but yeah. I remember when it was done, just being like, okay, like I'm going to go. Back to your bed. I'm going yeah. back now. Just like close my eyes and like drop back in. Yeah. 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 And then you started going through your process and I came over and, and, okay. and, and Deanna and I were doing a lot of holding, like yeah. holding you, yeah. um, supporting you. Yeah. Um, and that was yeah. the beautiful thing for me about the, the, I guess, private, private group session with just you is having, again, having the, that dedicated support team, su- yeah, support person that's there whenever I need to help yeah. process something. And for me, both those journeys, both of the one on or both of the group ones with just me and you. Yeah. Both times it had been like me going inward for the for the majority of the journey and then towards the end when I kind of was like coming out of it but still very much in the medicine, being able to work with Deanna mm-hmm. to unpack 
kind of some of the things that were coming up. Some big stuff. Yeah. yeah. So that was super helpful. Yeah. yeah. That's what I hadn't had in the past. It was more just being on my own yeah. and having minimal support versus having that person there to be able to like in real time go deeper into those things. Yeah. And to be able and by that, we mean as well, like Deanna's there, like hugging, holding, um, telling you, whispering sweet nothings, you know, like telling you what you need to hear, right? What your inner child needed to hear, asking questions. Yeah. Um, you know, someone who's trained in this work, which you are now doing, which is really exciting. Um, you know, knows how to kind of guide and navigate, not, not like just hold space, not tell you where to go, but ask the right questions, say the right things that be you kind of need to hear and be curious. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't get that in a group. Not that there's anything wrong with the group. That was a really powerful experience too, but you don't get the same guidance, right? When, you know, two people are in charge of 12 people versus one-on-one, right? Or one-on-two. And that's not to say you can't get amount of guidance you might need in a group. Totally. Just the potentials there for not as much. I mean, you could say too, in our, in our private sessions that I, me going inward for five hours of it was a big waste of of having a support person there that could yeah. be working with me. Yeah. So it's not like I used her the whole, the whole time yeah. either. Yeah. But we knew that and we intentionally designed it that way. Yeah. You know, we, we kind of know now what we, what we go in for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe in a group setting, right. The bigger picture there is to learn how to be there for yourself, right. Learn there how to support yourself, right. In some of this stuff. So there's, there's always a reason, yeah. <laughs> there's always a way and a reason, but having, you know, having the one-on-one has been, yeah, been pretty powerful. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, just talk, touching on that too, because a lot of us go throughout life trying to do it all on our own. That's the beauty of having, being able to be in relation, in relationship within, within a ceremony and yeah. have that dedicated support. So you finally don't have to do it all on yeah. your own. Yeah. Oh, well, I would say in a, like in a group, that's the same. Yeah. It's different, yeah. but same, right? You're, you're doing supporting. this like, like in my programs, right? When I work with my client, we're in this journey together and that's so powerful knowing that you're, yeah, mm-hmm. you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not alone, folks. Not alone. <laughs> not alone. Yeah. Not alone. yeah. We're all here for you. So what, what came after that? That was the one then that it was like a week later you got invited to this group. No, there was two, there was two. We did our next one on our anniversary, the mushroom. And it was after that one. That yeah, you, we, yeah. Okay. It was like a okay. week, uh, the weekend after. The, Guys, I don't know when, what yeah. happened, and what day it is. What day is it today? <laughs> it's solstice. <laughs> Do we, it was. Did you have anything okay. big on that one? Do we need to go into? Yeah, no. It? I just it talked about play. Format. Oh yeah. So well, our next one, yeah, was really big for me. Okay. Um, so the next <laughs> one, so that up. was December last year, and then the next one that we did was for our um, anniversary. March, yeah, yeah, our 14 year anniversary, uh, March in March of. 2022. Um, same, same format. Yeah. Deanna came and supported us in her home with mushroom. Um, we did psilocybin again and, um, that was the one where like, you know, I went in big time to that, um, ancestral trauma Mm. that came through for me. Mm -hmm. So there was a sexual trauma that I essentially went back and relived um, that wasn't mine. It was on my, my, my great grandma from my dad's side of the family. Mm. Um, and really just, um, I, I went in and experienced the imprint that that had. There was a lot of different angles and dynamics that I'm still trying to put together and I may never know the truth or, or, but the imprint in me was really, uh, stifling my sexuality and stifling shame. Just, there was a lot of shame, 
um, that was passed down through that experience and a lot of uh, being alone and not being supported. There was a very like, you know, back in those days, right? And we can imagine there's a very like, don't fucking talk about it vibe when anything unconsensual would happen with a woman, right? So there was a very much that energy of like, keep it to yourself. Don't talk about these things. Like just the shame, right? All the shame, shame capping. Um, and how that like juxtaposed like this wanting to hide versus also I went in and also experienced this very alive, vibrant, um, like sexual versions of myself where it was like, I, I want to like dress sexy and, um, you know, get wild and, and like really be in my like juicy energy. And those were like really, um, really highlighted like side by side. Like there was this very, there's this very closed off part of me. That's like, that's not okay. That's shameful. Mm. Um, versus like my true authentic self. Right. And I'm still trying to figure that out and explore that. But that was like, um, yeah, that was really shown to me that that was obviously a wounding and a trauma that has, has a, is, is still affecting me to this day. Mm. One of many things that, you know, I carry as a woman, um, in, in my story around my sexuality and, um, and just kind of being with that was very scary. And that was where at the end of the ceremony, you came in and we got to a place where mm. Deanna guided you to come into the room and like re help repattern, like what should have happened in that situation for my great grandma. Right. So this is work that I was doing. Not well, I mean, yes, on my behalf, but it was for my, my, my ancestor, right. Mm. For, for my great grandma to have someone actually come in and yell and stand up for her. Mm -hmm. And, and you really brought your scary energy to that, which is not something that I'm used to from you. Mm -hmm. So it was like, it was a little scary and intimidating for me, but it was very needed in that moment to repattern that like, yeah, that she should have had someone to stand up for her and, mm -hmm. and that that wasn't okay. And that, um, that she's okay now kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the beauty. That's the beauty of a lot of these medicines is being able to, go in and as you say, repattern it, repattern, yeah. give like provide what should have happened in that moment, mm -hmm. but didn't. And it's amazing. Like to even talking about it now, when I hear it, have heard it in the past, I kind of sometimes think like, Oh, that sounds so, it sounds kind of hokey. Like, what are you doing a reenactment thing? Like, how does that? And often, yeah, that is just what the body needs. It's amazing. I've experienced it myself and I'm curious what came up for you? Like when that happened, did you notice anything in, in your body? Was it, was it just kind of weird and like, you weren't really sure what was going on? What, what were you feeling? When you came in and, and did that repatterning. Yeah. When you, essentially, I'm, I'm using fancy words to say he came in and yelled and it was scary. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was a mix of things. Like, I think it caught me off guard and I was coming out of the medicine enough that I was like back in Danny, like mm -hmm. I was back. So it was a little bit like, uh, harder to connect with my great grandma in that moment and be fully in the feels that she would have been feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, so there was like, yeah, there was almost this, like, it wasn't a full, like, I feel like if I was deeper in the medicine, that would have been a lot easier for me to like actually be in the feelings of her fear Right. And, and all the things that she was feeling and then have that come in and, and that person come in and stand up for her. Right. Mm -hmm. And protect her. Mm -hmm. Um, so I didn't f feel it fully. Yeah. I, you know, I was, I think I was, Danny was coming back online at that point. Um, and I was in my head a bit more than my body. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, I, I know it helped. 
like at, at the same time, I know that, you know, that part of her did get that message. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes even in the medicine, like I've had it, I've had some of those relational healing things go on when I'm deep in medicine and I'm like, whoa, that is not landing at all. Yeah. And so sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. I've also had it be like, like somebody's stood up for me as a little one and, and told someone to, to fuck off and get out of here and that yeah. that's not okay. And I've just felt in my body like, holy shit, like I can relax now. Um, safe. Yeah, I'm <laughs> safe and someone's here for me and I don't have to be the person yeah. standing up and. And so, yeah, that's why I was yeah. curious because sometimes, sometimes they land, sometimes they don't. Yeah. And in my experience, when they do land, it's pretty cool because then yeah. the body just like totally just like repatterns that, yeah. helps repattern it. Yeah. You yeah. Re and you can do this, by the way, like, you know, I'm thinking of some of your other stories, which I, I won't share, but you, you've done not in medicine, you yeah. know, like different, different workshops you've been at and retreats that you've yeah. been at where you do this like role playing, right? Yeah. Where you're my mom and you're my dad and we're going to talk about we're shit, We're going right? into a, a traumatic, like something traumatic from childhood. Mm -hmm. This is what it looked like. And then, yeah, in, in real time have helped again, it's the same thing, but without medicine. Yeah. So it's, a, it's even more uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're in, you're like, you, you, you've got all, all the, all the protective mechanisms are online. <laughs> yeah. right? Like, Ooh, don't look weird or don't be too loud or don't. Yeah. 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 So good for you. Yeah. I've seen you do that, but, um, yeah, that's such an important part of this is going in and giving those parts of you or those parts of your ancestors that like needed something that they didn't get. Right. Yeah. So if there's a part of you that's listening to this right now that thinks, wow, that sounds really weird and I can't imagine having to reenact something like that or having yeah. something reenacted just know that it can be super powerful yeah 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 it's and uh what a what a practice as well for if that opportunity is ever presented by your facilitator like hey do you want to go you can always say no yeah it's always an right invitation. so this is always an invitation for you to also own what you're ready for and what you're not Right. And speak up for what you need. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, at that, I could have very well been like, nope, I'm not feeling it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like not right now, or I'm not ready to go to that place or like, you know, um, that's the telltale of a good guide as well. They're not going to push you. They're going to like yeah, open opportunities for you. And if you're ready, you will take them. And if not, we can go and go somewhere else. Yeah. You're right. in charge ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's really important. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, like we are, we are in charge. Like we are not in control, but we are in charge. <laughs> right. And this is really like, it's helped me step so much more into my power. And I think ultimately a lot of this, this work, one of the biggest things has just helped me understand my true self more. Mm. Like who am I really be below all the social conditioning and all the bullshit uh, that society's put on me and my family has put on me and like, like who is Danny? Um, and in that, like connecting with who I really am has helped me learn to love that part of me even more. Right. Like this is such a journey of empowerment and self-love and, mm -hmm. and learning to let go of things that don't matter. Right. I was just sharing with this, uh, I was having a similar conversation yesterday and, um, I know we've talked about this before where when you go in and you, I, I, this, this sounds weird and hokey, but it's true for us in our bodies, right? This like feeling one with the universe and feeling like so connected to universal love and, and knowing, like you said earlier, knowing that it's all okay, it's all going to be okay. Mm -hmm. You know, having those sorts of experiences and understandings when you come back to this skin sack that we live in on planet earth, right? Um, 
for me, it's been really helpful to help me also working on things like fear of death, right. And fear of the unknown and fear of like trying to control, you know, I feel like it's helped me so deeply learn to really surrender and trust. Mm. Um, I am by no means perfect at it. Um, and I never will be, and that's okay. And see, even that I'm okay with that. Right. So just like, it's allowed me to be more like graceful with myself and more trusting at, of situations and people. Like, so if someone blows me off from plans we had this weekend, I'm not going to get all mad and blame them. I'm going to go, okay, I guess I'm supposed to be doing something else this weekend. Right. Or I'm sure they had something else going on. Right. Like, so I'm just, I'm able to, to have a better like bird's eye view of the world because ultimately none of the little things that we worry about matter, mm. right? Like there's such a bigger picture and like feeling that and having that experience has really helped me kind of like let go of a lot of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So do you remember anything for you in that, um, that last ceremony? I guess that was technically the last mushroom ceremony that we did in mm -hmm. March, March of this year. Yeah, no, I think I'm good to move on to yeah. that. That one was interesting because I had the opportunity to, do you feel complete on, on the, the mushroom, that journey? Well, actually the only, the, the last thing I was going to say, cause I know all of my listeners have been a very much a part of my journey with moose. Ah, yeah. I'm just remembering that in the October ceremony, I remember knowing as I was going into understanding play, mm -hmm. I really had that knowing that moose was in my life to teach me how to play. Mm -hmm. um, cause he was very playful. Um, and I remember him even being there in ceremony. He was on his little like window stand sleeping while we were in ceremony, like talking about him and, mm -hmm. um, how much he taught me to just like take breaks throughout the day and play and be goofy, um, play chase around the house. And so I had that very real, like understanding come up for me in that ceremony around, like, that's why he, one of the many reasons why Moose came into my life. Um, yeah. yeah. And then I remember in that, I think it was the ceremony in March that he actually jumped on you. In the middle of the ceremony, I'm like, yeah. right on your stomach or something. Do you remember? Yeah, it was on my on my back and just laying there and in some sort of deep you, process. Do you remember what process no, you were in? No, not at all. He... I just remember out of the blue, just feeling this like a large amount of weight <laughs> like on my stomach, and then it gone. <laughs> like me kind of shooting up and having seen him next to me and it was clear he just jumped on me and jumped off. Yeah. Which is very strange. Like he'd never done that. He's no. not much of a random jumper. No. But yeah. So that was a very weird. So he's always been a part of those experiences. Um, yeah. 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 We miss him very much. Mm -hmm. mm. So after that, now I feel complete. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. After that ceremony. Yeah. So that ceremony, it was, I'd actually expressed some interest in um, signing up for a, like some psychedelic assisted therapy training and the kind of the um, intro to that was going to be this group, group medicine day with this certain medicine that I was going to be trained around 3MMC. And so it was kind of a place to go get a taste, make sure the medicine was actually like agreed with my body and that it felt right. And, and then if it did, then sign up for this bigger, um, course that was, yeah, two, two weeks spaced out over, over a few months. And, and so I was kind of, I was a little bit bummed cause we had our, we'd already had our mushroom journey booked 
and this the intro was supposed to be only like two maybe three days after right. and i'm kind of like uh, like i have a lot of resistance to doing back-to-back journeys because a part of me believes that i'm not going to have enough time for integration and that i'm just going to be I, I i think i have some judgment around people that will do because i hold it so sacred this this work and and how important it is to me it still triggers me a little bit when i hear stories of of maybe people wanting to just go do an experience and then they're like right back into to life and there's no there's maybe no integration or they just don't have the support or in your opinion in my opinion yeah, yeah totally this is all this is all my judgment and mm. so because part of me still has this this belief um then I was like, okay, well now this is, look at this, like I'm, this is coming up for me. So I, I'm, am I actually going to just go into like another medicine journey all of a sudden? Like, mm-hmm. does that totally, is that negating everything that I've done in the one before? And so a bit of my shit was, was coming up and I'd basically said, okay, I'd had the invitation. I can like go through my psilocybin journey and then just the invitation's open if I feel called to afterwards. And I was basically like, thank you. Like, I'm pretty sure I won't because that's way too soon. And yeah. and I'll still think about the training. And lo and behold, I've gone through my journey and was feeling pretty good the next day. And then the day after, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm feeling really called to do this. Like, I want to. I feel in a good space. And mm-hmm. so I signed up for it like the night before. Yeah. I was supposed to go. I'm going, and I was like, "Okay." (laughs) We're still like coming out of medicine, and I had to go up island, so a few hours away, and I had to book an Airbnb and stuff, and it was over two nights, I think. Yeah. Um. So it was all all very fast. I think all like it all lined up for you because correct me if I'm wrong. That last mushroom ceremony, you got even more clarity around this being your calling. Yeah, I think so. Right, you got even more. Like there was more stuff that came up for you around like all the fears and all the like the stuff that just started coming up in October came Mm -hmm. up more in March. Right. So it was mm-hmm. kind of like, okay, I guess I'm doing this and yeah. here's this opportunity. Okay. I need to say yes to this. Right. Like I think that really helped you say yes to that. Yeah, for sure. And just having the journey that I did where I came out of it and wasn't feeling like overwhelmed and like stressed out and like, I need days of downtime. Like I felt really good. I remember feeling really good after that. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say in the past I haven't, it's just, I felt like I've needed more space space in 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 other ones and this one i was just kind of like no i'm ready (laughs) yeah sometimes energetically you need yeah you feel like you just need to uh, for me i guess i feel like i just need to cocoon yeah like not talk to anybody not see anyone just be alone you know or Mm. um yeah sometimes you just yeah feel like resting versus going out and Mm -hmm. seeing humans (laughs) yeah so yeah i said yes i'm a go and this was a this was my first experience with 3MMC, which, for those of you that don't know, because I didn't know anything about it, it is it's an empathogen. It's under that umbrella. So it's, Isaac s- describe it as being it's very similar to MDMA in in many aspects. I get that that warm kind of it's all going to be okay feeling, and. I'm not, it's not like I disappear into another world. I'm very much here. I can communicate. Um, and where it's different from MDMA is it goes longer. Mm-hmm. So it's a more, 
it's it can be more intense simply because if nothing else it's a longer journey so it's not uncommon to be like eight hours of therapy processing it's <laughs> a lot going into your shit and the for a lot of people it seems like there's less of a of a like come down period like mdma i mean you experienced this yeah right? i forgot to mention that around my mdma experience i was pretty de oh, pretty depressed for a week after was um, it a full week yeah, yeah, I'd say it was a full week, and I remember I'd booked myself to go on my one of my little Danny getaways, and I remember feeling pretty like, just miserable and low and depressed and all mm -hmm. alone. Probably wasn't, in hindsight, the best idea. Uh, yeah. But I knew going in, I knew that that was a possibility, and, and we took all the like vitamins and supplements that you can take some to help your neurotransmitters, but essentially, you're, you're having a serotonin crash, yeah. right? Like, it's a... Um, yeah, it's just, uh, I had a, I had a pretty hard serotonin crash. So there was no happy chemicals in my brain for that week, but mm -hmm. it allowed me to really just lean into supporting myself through that. Right. I knew that that was something that could happen and I knew there was nothing wrong with it. It was just, I was really sad and I was just going to be really sad and that's okay. And mm -hmm. I got out in nature and I and just watched away. Netflix and I slept and I did breath work and yoga and like I meditate. I just supported myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it went away. Yeah. It, the clouds lifted. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so three with 3MMC, it, that doesn't happen as, as much. It seems to be for a lot of people that there's less of a, less of a come down. Yeah. Um, yeah, potential. Yeah. So like with my MDMA, I don't recall being, I had a lot going on in my life soon after that I also needed to, it was going to be very beneficial if I was oh, yeah. here and grounded and not like a sad Mopey Zoo lion. Right. And so... I don't know if that played into it, but I didn't, I don't remember being depressed or anything off of it. So yeah. it would be interested if I, if and when I do it MDMA again, because I've only done it that once. Um, yeah, be interested to see what, yeah. if there's a come down. But yeah, typically with 3MMC, seems like there's less. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what was that first experience like the, in the group? Yeah. So that was, with this medicine, it was going to be, everyone was taking like staggered doses so that you were kind of everyone was peaking at different times. Mm -hmm. And when you weren't it, like I hadn't like it, we would have started at a certain time and it would have been a few hours before I took the, my medicine mm -hmm. dose. And during that time I was holding space for others in the group. We'd actually split up into two smaller groups. I think two groups of three or four. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was just kind of, I was holding space and then, when it was my turn taking the medicine and then others who were coming out of the medicine or hadn't taken theirs yet would hold space for me. And that's kind of how the, the model worked. And mm -hmm. then there was a bunch of facilitators um, bouncing around between groups and yeah. supporting. And that actual experience for me, the, the biggest thing I got out of that was, oh my God, I feel like I am in my calling. This is like my purpose, like being it's solidified. Yeah. It was just like, I've, this feels so freaking good to be able to support this human being here right now and be in connection. And I just remember I just had that, that like big smile the whole day of like, no, I don't even want, I don't even care about taking my, mm -hmm. like having my turn for all the light shine on me. Like this is really fun. Just getting to like support others. Yeah. And so that, that's I can, very much, I, what I, I, I can just see this now, like somebody's crying and they're in their process and you're just, they're smiling <laughs> like, over them. Hey, this is so fun. You're like, I'm, yeah, I'm in my pain. 
be helps like... to meet them where they're at. <laughs> Hopefully, I wasn't doing that. No, yeah. I know you weren't. But yeah. That's the image I just. That's got. what I had going on inside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, that alignment, that like that, yeah, that click mm-hmm. of this is it. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the main thing. Plus the the group of humans that I met that day was very much and still is my tribe, mm-hmm. and so that was that was just super healing in itself of like, Oh my God, like where have, where have you all been? I can't believe you're here. Like, thank you for, for finding me. And, and so that was the big stuff that I got out of, out of that first, first journey. Yeah. Yeah. And then what was next? Then it was like, I was like, okay, hell yes. I'm signing up to this training. Yeah. And that would have been, that would have been next. The first week yeah. of that training was April. Yeah, I'm, was I it April? Maybe. And then June, was it April and June. Yeah, right? it was two weeks split like up. That. Yeah. But the first week of it, because we we within the learning, we were all we broke up into triads, so into threes, and because with this medicine, unlike like MDMA or maybe even mushrooms, the the model because it is more intense and very long and long the yeah and i gotta watch using the word intense it's it's probably more that that it's so long mm. um i mean the intensity could totally vary between people so don't want to make it seem like it's this this massive thing but mm-hmm. it has the potential to be and yeah. to be able to go deeper on processes and, and whatnot so having two uh, like a co-therapy model where you have two therapists to yeah. one client yeah that's kind of the format the typical format uh, for this. And so we were grouped up into triads and that first week it was, I was going to be taking the medicine. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that was my, that was my first, that was your first real, like other than the smaller group experience, right? That was yeah. your first, like having two people dedicated, two just therapists, for me. I'm going in, we're doing this yeah. like eight hours, bring it on. Yeah. And but it's a whole like? different, it's a whole different, like looking back on the group one, I think that's why part of me is like, yeah, the most thing I got out of is meeting the people and just being like, yeah, this is for me because it was maybe like an hour, hour and a half that you had these other people's dedicated attention on me. And there's just no comparison to having eight hours yeah. with two, two people, people. <laughs> that are fully dedicated. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was my first experience going, being able to go really deep and yeah, just, I can't even, I'm trying to recall what exactly happened in that, in that first. Remember you danced. Remember yeah, you telling me there was dancing. Definitely, there's always dance breaks it's always for me. dancing. Just wanting yeah. to like shake it out and, and move it. Yeah. Um, I remember really connecting with my spirit animal in, in that journey. And um, yeah, the deer helping me, helping me carry off some of the, some of the things that didn't serve me that weren't serving me anymore and, and helping release those. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. it was definitely, it was a, did you connect with your dad again in that one? You've connected with your dad a few times, but maybe it's just with in mushroom in psilocybin. Yeah, I can't, it would probably be more psilocybin because Oh, that's not true. Yeah, I can't remember. I yeah. can't remember in that. That's okay. That journey. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're kind of sitting down. We've never done this before. Sit down and try to recount all of our sessions and yeah. all of our things. So that's okay. Hopefully it's entertaining. Yeah. yeah hopefully you're all Some being capacity. entertained. We're getting, we're getting close to, to wrapping up here. Um, yeah, I think so. Is there anything else you wanted to say about that? Like that medicine? So this is a medicine that I'm going to experience for the first time. By the time this episode airs, I will have done my ceremony already. But so yeah. maybe I'll have to add a little something onto this if I feel like coming out of my cocoon after my process. But yeah, I, I mean, my most recent one, I guess, was a month or so ago. And so that one's more fresh for me. Yeah. Do you want to share about that? one? Yeah, then? sure. So a big takeaway from that one for me was. So you did another one. This was not inside your training. This was now correct. two of your fellow trainees that came up uh, near our house and, and you found a space to, to do this in. Yeah. Yeah. So I had two support people and. What was your intention going into that one? Do you remember? It's fresher. I don't remember. So feeling free? Something about Oh free. yeah. 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 It was something about, yeah, being free. Something about freedom. Something Sounds about good. <laughs> when in doubt, go in yeah. with the freedom. <laughs> yeah. And so that one, I actually, I released a lot of, I did a lot of anger work. Yeah. So I did a lot of yelling. Yeah. Um, and, and in a healthy way, in a, yeah, in a way that, um, I guess like a, because there is, uh, maybe even me just commenting on that, there's definitely a stigma around. It's not okay to be angry. Yeah. And, and it as has a man, a... angry means that you're like harmful. Yeah. There's lots of things that come with that. Yeah. Right. That's the story. You don't want to scare women or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then as women, right. The, oh boy, it's not okay to be angry. No, mm-hmm. no, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had a lot of that story and, yeah. and so I think it was working at releasing that and. Part of that was, yeah, a lot of purging through through yelling, a lot of pushing. I, I connected with, I really connect with, with trees and the forest, and mm-hmm. they were a huge part of, of my journey, mm-hmm. of that last one. And um, I just remember at one point, like, feeling I felt so powerful um, and was just embodying all this this feeling of, like, like, holy shit, I can't believe I have this much power and strength Mm. and like, look at me and then being, feeling a bit like, wow, this, this feels actually like, I think this might be too much. Like this is an overwhelming amount of power that I have right now. Mm. And my mind was like, okay, I want to go like share this with the trees, like Mm. help give them some of it because they're, they're my grounding, they're my support. And so I went outside and there was this massive Douglas fir who I'd been working with throughout the, throughout that ceremony. And I just remember going up, up to him and, and leaning and being like, like, can you, can you take some of this power for me? And I just wanted to like, like, like hug him and release some of it. And the very clear message that I got back was. It was, no, Ben, this is, like, this is your power. This is your gift. We will support you in this. We'll be here for you. But this isn't yours to give away. 
and just I remember turning my back to the tree and just like feeling feeling them there and just being like wow like this is like I can be supported in this but I don't this isn't mine to like this is all mine this is mine to learn to harness to use like this is a gift and I'm not just gonna can't just give this away to someone else and ignore it. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that was that was a very like powerful part, and my Dude. dad was very much around in that. Like in mushrooms, I'd actually like seen my dad and and been sitting next to him, and and this one was more just feeling his presence, like mm -hmm. um, thinking of my dad outside and having. <laughs> Having no wind around and then all of a sudden just like the tree mm -hmm. next to me like start moving, moving along and mm -hmm. yeah, just really feeling, feeling all the gifts that, that he'd given me. Um, so yeah, mm -hmm. it's a little taste. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, we haven't talked about that ceremony again since, since right when it was fresh and mm -hmm. I think that like, you know, I just want to pull that out what you just said because I know that that resonates with a lot of you if you're still listening to this like how many of us have spent our whole lives giving away all of our power right and just constantly outsourcing and people pleasing and just mm -hmm. all of the patterns that we have where we just give our energy away and our power away and um, so to be able to have that message, like really embodied, um, you know, men and women, right. This is, and everyone in between, right. This is really like something that we all have done, right. Is giving our power away and you learning how to hold your own power was scary, mm -hmm. right? Like, well, this is too much. I don't know what to do with this. Right. Um, and learning that that's okay. And that's actually a gift. And, and that's part of my authentic self. So yeah. yeah harnessing all of that and learning how to hold it. Yeah. Right? Learning how to use it in a healthy manner and yeah. yeah, not just being being afraid of these things that are very much alive in me and are part of me and I yeah. don't need to hide from them. I can embrace them and yeah. drop into even more of who who Ben is. Yeah. Yeah. And what a journey as well like into like a healthy masculine, mm -hmm. right? Like we have this and as you were sharing that, right? Like I even I have this like idea, right, that there's a lot of there's a lot of um like men in power, like power is such a tricky word because it can be used for evil, right? There's a lot of ways in our like world where we see how like men overpower or um, take control of things or just use their power for manipulative reasons versus like a health, like you, you've said a few times, right? Like a healthy power, right? Mm -hmm. Like really feeling empowered and sharing love from that, like from the heart, right? Empowered from the heart, not from, from, you know, some other, it may be not so aligned place to try to manipulate or get yeah. anything from anyone. This is just, no, I'm going to show up mm -hmm. powerfully and own my truth and speak up for myself and, um, you know, step into that like divine masculine, right? And that really mm -hmm. yeah, beautiful place of power. Yeah. And a lot of that, a lot of my last journey was acknowledging that my whole life I've push down any, any of those angry, um, anytime angers come up, I've just kept pushing it down because I'd had that belief that if, if I'm, if I'm loud, if I'm angry, if I'm expressive in that way, that's going to lead to a disconnection, especially to me around 
women. Right. It was going to hurt me. Yeah. It was right. Like, I don't want to hurt Danny or. Yeah. Or I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose the. Because it, it, like a bit of my backstory in the past, I'd had some uh, wounding around the men in my life and they'd never been there for me. So I'd really gone to to women mm-hmm. to be like, hey, like I'm on your side. Like, I love you. I respect you. Like, fuck the men. Yeah. Um, let's yeah. we're in this together. And with that, how anger and loudness and bigness um, had been modeled in the past to me, it had kind of been unsafe and dangerous. And, yeah, dangerous. Yeah. And so I'd just push that down, push that mm-hmm. down. Look at me, look how safe I am. And then lo and behold, years later, it's like, it's just down there, like bubbling around things because I've never paid attention to it. And I've never yeah. found a way to, to express healthy anger. And yeah. like, it's, it's totally healthy and, and a necessity mm-hmm. to be angry and yeah. to be able to feel that. We should be angry. Absolutely. There's a lot of things to be angry about, <laughs> right? And, yeah. and how that, we express that though is a difference, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. That doesn't mean that, yeah, it doesn't mean I have to just focus on that. It doesn't mean I have to pretend that everything's, that there's, everything's just beautiful yeah. and, yeah. um, yeah, but I'd I just I'd push that down too much. So yeah. a lot of that was just unearthing that and being yeah. able to release some of it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's a big one. Yeah, it's big, kind of big, kind yeah. of a big deal, right, everyone? This is big stuff that, I mean, we're just sharing the surface of yeah. a lot of what we've unpacked. And one of the things with three, and we don't have to go into this because I want to talk about our next um, experience too, but um, is that it keeps going days after, right? We experienced that very yeah. much last time. Um, and like I said, we don't have to get into that, but it keep things keep coming up days after, yeah. um, which is, which is good. And you know, it's tricky, it's tricky, but, yeah. um, all part of that integration as things keep like bubbling, kind of bubbling up. Yeah. They say with, with MDMA, when you go into a journey, you can take the lid off and then put it back on within the same, within the same ceremony, yeah. the same day, more or less. And with 3MMC, you take the lid off and then things just keep bubbling up for, for yeah. days. After. For a couple of days. So, yeah. 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 That's why it's extra important to have that good support. Support. Yeah. 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 Very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the last thing just to, to mention, we probably don't have too much to say about this, but we both also have just recently experienced our first peyote ceremony. Oh yeah. So yeah. I was like, oh yeah, that happened. Uh, that was in October. We got invited. Um, there was a, an indigenous elder from, um, from Mexico, from one of the the indigenous tribes in Mexico that actually was coming to our local area to offer peyote, uh, which is a very endangered and very sacred uh, medicine mm-hmm. of the traditional people in like the southern states and in Mexico. Um, and yeah, feel we both took some time to feel into that because it's also very culturally sensitive. Um, and, but we both decided it, it felt right in the way that it was being offered and honored, um, here. So we did take up that opportunity and I was very much looking forward in that to connect with Moose cause this was since he'd passed, mm-hmm. uh, about a month or so after he passed. Um, and yeah, that was an interesting experience for, for many ways. It was absolutely stunning. It was, uh, outside there's a sacred fire in the middle and you're out you're in this massive circle with all sorts of other beautiful souls. I think there was about 50 people there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was full moon that night. It was yeah. a full moon. It was a clear sky. It was freezing cold. Very cold. We had layers and layers and layers. Um, 
And yeah, essentially the night, you know, is filled with medicine songs and you take the medicine multiple times. Like it comes mm-hmm. around every round and everybody gets an opportunity to sing and share songs. Um, we didn't know any peyote songs, so we didn't, didn't sing, but we soaked in the energy of that and the medicine man and men and women who were there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a really beautiful night. And the, the, the structure is that you essentially, you stay up all night. You have to, you stay awake all night singing yeah. to the moon and chanting to the moon and, and the spirit of peyote. You're supposed to stay sitting upright the whole time. You're supposed to, I did not make that. I had to lay down a few times. Um, yeah, that was, that was definitely difficult. And in combination with, I didn't feel the medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I shouldn't say it so boldly, uh, my expectation of what I was going to maybe feel in my body didn't match what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't necessarily feel any major effects of anything really going on, even though I definitely took a lot of the medicine. So that was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of reasons that that could have been, but, um, yeah, that was, so for me, that experience, I feel like it's almost like it didn't have the experience and I didn't really uh, get to meet that medicine or really know much about her. Um, but I did really get to embrace the whole environment, right. And the whole mm-hmm. energy of the people being together and the songs and the moon and the medicine. And like the whole night was very, uh, very potent and powerful. When's the last time you can say you stayed up all night without a Oh boy. Yeah. I don't like doing that anymore. <laughs> you know, I've never been an all nighter. That was you. You were the one that could come home at five or six after a night of partying. And yeah. I was in bed at midnight. I've always been a, I've always been a, I'm all, I'm taking a taxi home early. So that was gal. work for you just in that. Just that was, that up. was personal development work right there. Just yeah. forcing myself to stay up and yeah. remembering how much I really honor my sleep <laughs> and how important that is for my health. Yeah. Yeah. How was that experience for you? Yeah, it was very similar. The, I don't know if it was very cold. I could have dressed even warmer. I don't know if part of me just kind of fighting that, that cold all night kept me feeling extra sober or what, but I I try and go, I, I do my best to go into all these medicine journeys now having no expectations. Yeah, It's one thing to have an intention and just be free and clear of that. If it, if you go down that path, great. If not, perfect. But expectations can really kill, can really kill things. Well, in life, <laughs> in right? life in expectations general. are the root of all suffering. I love that quote. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so lo and behold, I got shown that I did have some expectations here because similar to you, I could say I felt, I felt nothing. Yeah. Um, and it was a beautiful, like I felt nothing in a form of a, kind of psychedelic or like seeing yeah, different like things or having medicine in your body kind of feeling. Yeah. yeah. So that was interesting. And it was, it was a beautiful, beautiful ceremony. And there's this part mm-hmm. of me that like, I have a little bit of like sadness around like what it almost feels like I, there's a part of me that's like, did I just waste, mm-hmm. did I waste like this, this sacred medicine? And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, yeah, still feeling that, but I did, I did, I guess I did get some, I got a few takeaways from just that experience. Um, so it wasn't definitely, certainly wasn't, wasn't wasted or anything. Yeah. 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 It was beautiful. Yeah, was it nice. was. Yeah. 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 Beautiful music. Yeah. People, people, the yeah. people, the community, mm-hmm. like the kids running around, like it's such a, such a cool, uh, 
way that they do healing, mm -hmm. you know, in a lot of these traditional <clears throat> family. It's a family affair. Right? Yeah. 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 That's so a lot. we just, yeah, wow. that's a lot. I'm feeling like, um, yeah, I'm feeling a little bit complete here. I know yeah. we've been going for almost two and a half hours. <laughs> Holy. Yeah. Um, so thank you. If you're still listening to this, thank you for listening. Um, do you have any, yeah, anything that you feel like you didn't get to share in general that you feel is really important um, for people to know or consider? Um, yeah, no, I just, thanks for, Thanks for listening, and I hope I hope there is at least something in this that you're able to to take away, or it sparks something within you. And I encourage you to listen to your heart and mm -hmm. see what it has to say for you, and and where it wants to lead you, and just mm -hmm. stay open. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of opportunity here. Um, yeah, and. Planting that just, you know, an invitation because a lot of the question now is like, I want to do this. How do I do this? Right. Mm -hmm. There's, there's a lot of resources and it's funny what you can find on Google. Right? There's a lot more. Um, I know you're listening from all over the world. So each country is going to be different in what they have available. Um, and there is more and more. I know here in Canada and the States, there's more and more opportunities for actual, like, um, actual therapeutic like trials and um they're doing mm -hmm. a lot of work with ketamine and with MDMA. with mdma in like mm -hmm. you know in clinical settings where you know you would get a referral from if you know if you're struggling with something um i'll make sure to include some great resources for anybody who just wants to kind of soak in a little bit more of this conversation under this like you know the the dose to documentaries and there's a lot of like a lot of documentaries and videos and different um places to to just start listening to more of this, right? If this is something you're curious about, just start listening to more of it. I know there's other podcasts. I know there's lots on YouTube. There's lots of people talking about this now. So there's a movement happening, which means there's a lot of information available and there's a lot of not so good information available. So just again, tune into, you know, what feels right for you in in what you learn or what you hear. Um, and then just get curious about, you know, people in your area. It's, it's amazing what happens when you set the intention to, I want to find somebody to do this with me. It's amazing what will come into your reality. If you just start putting that out there and all it takes is just asking one person who knows somebody, right. You know, mm -hmm. and you never know who that person's going to be. So stay open to it. Um, and of course, if you are in the, you know, British Columbia, West coast of Canada area, feel free to reach out to me. I would love to support you. I have a network of people here who, um, I know this, mm -hmm. this man right here being one of them, um, <laughs> who are in this, this work. So mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Beautiful. Well, thank you everyone. Thank you for, you know, for listening to this really special episode. I hope that you really got a lot out of this. Um, and you know, it just feels like an honor to be in this safe space to share. Even for me, some of the stuff is uncomfortable mm -hmm. and scary for it to share publicly, right? This is, ah, this is now going to be out and the public is going to listen, right? There's a lot of, um, even my own stuff that I'm present with in my body as I, as I share this, but mm -hmm. I also know that it's important. Um, and I know you feel the same and mm -hmm. that's why, you know, we're here sharing this mm -hmm. just in hopes that it sparks something for you. And, and if not, that's okay too. There's the, you know, there's a lot of people who should not be doing this work as well. So that's okay. Mm -hmm. Right? There's no right or wrong. This is just an opportunity and one of the tools that we have used 
um, in our healing journey and we'll continue to use um, in the in the years to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. See what, what happens. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Hey, thanks for being on the show. I'm you want to come back again? I'm famous now. I You're think. famous. Is that yeah. What this, means? <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what it means. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Somebody love... make a meme out of him and then <laughs> yeah. you'll be famous. Yeah. Um, you don't want to be famous. No, I don't. No. Yeah. Do you want to come back on the show? I'd love to. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. We'll have to. Something else. Maybe some relationship stuff. Yeah. See how good we are at communicating. (laughs) Where we fall short. Except for this morning when we were not communicating well. Yeah. 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 Yeah, We have a lot to share. And, um, you know, for years now, we've had the idea of co-hosting a podcast together. Coffee chats with Ben and Danny. Coffee chats with Ben and Danny. We have a lot of like the conversations that we have are recordable. We should be recording them. Uh, We're just never set up like this. Everything's recordable. It's just if it's listenable. Yeah. (laughs) Now I think people would want to hear what we have to say. We have some really deep conversations about all the topics and it's, it's usually, we usually, you're really good at playing devil's advocate and then I get all, (laughs) then I get all angry at you. (laughs) Stop arguing with me. Believe what I believe. I do, but yeah. I'm just sharing the other side. But I want to talk about, yeah. So yeah. maybe there'll be more of those. Um, if you if you if you guys liked this, let me know. If you want to hear more um, of our chit chat back and forth. So this was we went right in the deep end with this big topic right off the get go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks for being willing to do that. Yeah, I'm thanks. I'm very grateful. Good. I'm grateful to have the space to be able to do it. So yeah. yeah. Feel safe. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. And um, yeah, please reach out if you have any questions or want to know more. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. If you're loving what we talked about today, please remember to subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with someone you love. And if you're ready to dive deeper into discovering your root causes and patterns that are keeping you hooked on sugar, be sure to check out our brand new free workshop series that will help you kick emotional eating for good. Find the link to download this free series and other amazing resources in the show notes below.